It's showtime, folks! Hola, this is Shelly Martinez. This is former WWE superstar Luke Gallows. Here's your boy Shaq Gaspardi. This is the World Warrior Low Key. This is Charlie Sultan of Ring of Honor. This is Christopher Daniels. And the gospel according to the Fallen Angels says that you are listening to the SNS Radio Network. Hey, yo. Say hello to the bad guy, Scott Hall. Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, what's up? It's the ODB, one dirty bit. Boom! Uh, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you're listening to SNS Radio Network. Hi, gang. This is Mean Gene Okerlund from the WWE. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. The world is listening. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. One, two, is this on? <laughs> Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the three time, three time, three time wrestling radio show of the year. Wrestling News Live. With the bad boys of wrestling radio, the Trey Dog. Got his own microphone, Tony. Larry, Mike. And JJ. All caps. Sex A. Stay thirsty, my friends. And the winner of the People's Choice Award is. Wrestling News Live. Here are your hosts, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay. All right, guys, good evening. Welcome to another edition of Wrestling News Live. Exclusively right here on the SNS Radio Network, now broadcasting on Justin.tv as well. You can catch us on Ustream, AudioWrestling.com, and even streaming online at Wrestling-Online.com. The bottom line here, if you're not listening, you're not trying. Of course, it is me, Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexy. I'm back. I'm not 110%. I'm back. So bear with me. I'm still uh, recovering from this hellacious sickness that I've. Uh, but uh, I am getting better and things are going back to normal. With that said, guys, uh, huge show. A lot of things we want to talk, talk about. To start things off, we did have an interview scheduled tonight with uh, one road dog, BG James. Unfortunately, due to a scheduling conflict this afternoon, we were unable to uh, get that interview secured. My apologies to everyone. We're going to try and get that fixed. We're going to make it up to you guys one way or the other. It will be remedied. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Monday Night Raw tonight. We're going to run over what happened last night at Sacrifice. And above all else, I want this to be a very interactive show. We're going to be taking phone calls and your emails, and I want you guys to be very vocal about everything. So with that said, I want to kick it over to uh, let's go back to the music and ladies and gentlemen, joining me right now on the line, he is the founder and host 
of Wrestling News Live. Ladies and gentlemen, the dog is in the house. Guess who's back? Let it be said, let it be written. I am not in a very good mood tonight. And we'll just leave that as we start the show. You're starting to uh, to break in and out there, Trey. Um, I got a new mic, man. I know we tested it before the show and I haven't touched it, so I don't know what to tell you. That's weird. Should be the same as it was when you and I were chatting earlier. That's better. Whatever you did, just fixed it. <laughs> but, uh, I thought these days were over. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to dive into this. I'm just in a real bad mood. Um, I'm glad my partner's back. I'm glad that I'm not doing this show by myself tonight. Um, thank you, JJ, for doing the show, even though I know... You sound a lot better now than you have all day, and I know that you're really uh, not feeling well. So, thank you for nutting up and doing the show tonight. And uh, I'm surprised I still have a voice after Sunday. <laughs> well, you know, I can't take all the credit. You know, uh, I, I did listen to Little Macho Man earlier, and did he, he inspired me to be a man. Yes, he did. Did he inspire you to diddle diddle a little before the show started? Yes, he did. I just, man, I I want to apologize to all the listeners of the show. Um, we had the interview set up. Another show undercut us, I believe, on purpose. And until they provide me with information otherwise, fuck them. And that's just the way I look at it. Uh, it's not... It's not the wrestler's fault. He didn't know. He's just, you know, getting a phone call, want to do an interview. Yeah, I'll do an interview. I just, I thought those days were over. Apparently they're not. But I can promise you this. The dog has gotten older, but he's not lost a bit of his bark or his bite. And if we need to go down that road, let me remind you why I stomped your ass in the ratings every year I did to begin with. By fucking God, I will do it again. And with that said, I want the phones lit up tonight. I want to see who's listening out there. I want to hear from who's listening out there. I want this to be the most interactive listener-based show on the internet today. And I want it to be the most interactive show in the history of Wrestling News Live. I want your phone calls. Regardless of what you got to say, good, bad, or indifferent, let me have it. It doesn't cost you a dime to phone in, so be a part of the show. We don't have a we don't have a guest tonight, so you, the listeners, have to step it up now and become the star of the show. Step it up. Let's have a good show. JJ's back in the hot seat. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it looks like we got a big pay per view building up to uh, this Sunday with. 
No limit? Is that what it is? Over the limit? Over the limit, yeah. Top of the limit? No limit? Suck my limit? (laughs) What is it? Over the limit. Where did this come from? Uh, They've had it the last couple of years. It's been over the limit. I don't know. I don't know why, but it's it's strangely reminiscent of the uh, the pay per view that Owen Hart died uh, from in 1999. It was over the edge, so they decided to go back to the May pay per view being over the something and decided to make it over the limit. Well, you know they're really. it, It is a matter to me what they call it. They call it the WWE's sucking of your 50 bucks. And people are still going to tune in to the pay-per-view. It doesn't matter. Um, the WWE bends your mom over. They're going to pay money to see it. I, it's just, it's, the name is irrelevant anymore. They have taken almost all the big-name pay-per-views away from us anyway. Um, we still have what? WrestleMania, the Royal Rumble, um, SummerSlam. SummerSlam. And Survivor Series. And Survivor Series. No, we lost Survivor Series, nope, didn't we? It's still back. It, it, they, they were going to get rid of it last year. Okay, okay. And they decided okay. to keep it off the chopping block. So it's Well, then maybe right. I don't maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about then. <laughs> I thought they took I thought they took some of those away from us, but I guess not. Well, I mean, they took the King of the Ring away obviously. Yeah, I hate that cuz I always liked it. That was a good stepping stone for some star to, you know, get a little single spotlight. It really did a lot for Edge, you know, I mean, King Booker became a, a bigger WWE star once he won that. Um, look what it did for Stone Cold. You know, it was the night that he coined the phrase Austin 316 says, I'm going to whoop your ass, if I'm not mistaken. That's something about you can, you can thump your Bible verses, see what John 316 got you. Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass. And that's really, I mean, even for its time in the 90s was controversial. Oh, it was, but it made money. You know, and I mean, I... I have a couple of controversial phrases that I say from time to time that I think are right there on par with you can thump your Bible and see where John 3.16 got you. If I could be racist for a moment, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I wouldn't even say it because I don't even want to start the floodgates, but I've got one that I say to my friends when it comes to trash talking sometimes. It gets me in a little trouble, but I don't want to say it on the air. That would be that would be bad. Um, but yeah, tonight, uh, what do you think of Raw? I mean, it was kind of a quick show. We didn't feel anything like a go home show to me. Uh, you know, my thing with Raw tonight, I, I didn't think it was a horrible show. I didn't think it was a great show. So it's just kind of reminiscent of what we what we've seen over the last little bit. Yeah, with Raw. Um. You know what? Let's let, let's let's dive into Raw real quick. I mean, we we can run down that. I mean, really, it's going to be quick. I mean, there yeah. wasn't much to it. Exactly. Uh, I will say this: the the one thing that bothered me, obviously, they they had everything set up at the beginning of the show with John Cena coming out, Alex Riley interrupting him, saying, right. "You know, it's the same old song and dance." Which Alex Riley nailed it. He's right. John Cena says the same thing weekend. Week he's out. really good on the mic. Alex is. I, I think he's. Uh, I mean, you look at guys that have been in that company for as long as they have and still can't talk on the microphone. But, dude, he's gold. He is. I think he's got a lot of potential. And being on SmackDown by himself without the Miz. Well, yeah, exactly. I think that uh, once he gets separated from the Miz, which hopefully will be soon, I think he's going to have a decent tenure over on the SmackDown brand. But we get the Miz introduced by Alex Riley. Of course, we have the promo going back and forth. 
between the two. Riley shows a video clip of what happened to John Cena at the hands of The Miz. Uh, you know, and basically we're just setting up for the I Quit match for this Sunday. Uh, the Raw GM chimes in and basically allows The Miz to choose a opponent for John Cena tonight in the main event. And I know that you had predicted it was going to be Batista. Boy, it was just all set up to be Batista. Well, the rumor was there. The rumor was there that, you know, they made an offer, but from what I understand, he didn't accept it. Well, other than his daughter doing porno, what else has he got going on in his life right now? Well, the I strike mean, he's been force turned down by through. every MMA faction known to man, and he's not doing anything in Hollywood. He's got he has no he has no movies coming out to to, to speak of. He's doing nothing. Now, I'm sure he was smart with his money when he was there in the E, but I mean, you know, if I had a dream to do something else and I left the WWE and that fell through, I could guarantee the first thing I'd be doing is going back to Stanford, Connecticut, getting my job back. It didn't so much work for Brock Lesnar. Well, Brock didn't exactly leave one of the best of terms either. Well, Batista, the Batista departure was done a little bit more professionally than that of Brock. Let's just be honest. With you. Brock's not very smart to begin with. <laughs> True that. I mean, and I don't want to talk bad about the guy because I know he's sick right now again, but he didn't exactly leave Vince with much choice. Well, yeah, what, he signed a seven-year deal back in 2004 and then a week later decided, oh, well, you know, I want to go pursue football. I think what really happened was he signed the deal, and then Vince said, well, at the pay-per-view, we're going to put Eddie Guerrero over. Eddie's going to be the champ. And he didn't like it. And he decided he was going to you know, take his ball and run home with it. And he did. Right. I mean, we've seen Lesnar in situations where uh, the heat got too much for him and he walked away. I mean, I, I mean, like Lesnar. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I don't want to sit here and badmouth the guy. He, he wasn't kicked out of football. He was told, hey, look, you got talent if you just go to Canada and play in the CFL for a year and get some real game-time you know, some real game time experience. You might come back to training camp next year and own it. He wouldn't even do that. You know, then, then he went to New Japan, became the IWGP champion over there, and then had, had a title dispute over something and wouldn't give them their title back. They had to crown Wah. a new champion to which Wah. Kurt Angle beat, and then they unified Wah. the titles because he, he actually, or actually, Kurt Angle had the match for the belt that Brock had. Poor little Brock Lesnar. So, I don't know, man. I just, as far as Batista, though, like, I don't really know what options. I think that he's looking into doing I'm some in, movies. I'm in no way comparing Batista to Brock Lesnar. Oh, no, no. I, I don't get that at all. We're just talking about from creative standpoints. I mean, uh, Brock tonight Lesnar. Was, tonight was well written for a Batista return. Well, it was. It you been. know, if, if, if everybody turned the Miz down, Finally, the Miz says, I got one person left on my phone book to call, but pff, it's such a long shot, I don't even know if it's worth trying. And then they cut away, and then they come back, and he's all excited, high-fiving Riley, going, he said yes, he'll come out. Look in you the know? chat room, and, and Maverick says uh, Lesnar hates Mexicans. I don't think it's that he hates Mexicans. I think that uh, that's the kryptonite to Superman there, because... Got beat by Eddie Guerrero, and then he got beat by Cain Velasquez for the heavyweight championship in the UFC. He wouldn't even need a Taco Bell. That's right. Latinos own Brock Lesnar. And, and he pulled out of the Junior Dos Santos fight, so there you go. There you go. <laughs> Says a lot, thing. doesn't it? No, no, on a serious note, he does have uh, Diverkia. I can't even pronounce that. 
Yeah, exactly. It's uh, you know what? It, it it's a pretty serious uh, you know, sickness. Jim Ross had it, and had to have I think what ten to eighteen inches of his uh, intestines cut out. <laughs> Curly says Lesnar hates Santa Loco. There you go. But you know, I think Batista was entertaining the offers from Hollywood. Supposedly, he's been uh, approached about doing some movie roles. So you know, I have more power. I, I will know, say I, this. I'll, I'll say this, Trey. I I did watch one movie with Batista, and that was that Rob Van Dam movie. He stole the movie. Stole it. And he was only stole in it for it. two minutes. Stole that movie hands down. We both watched it about the same time. We both walked away from it, called each other, and was like. Holy shit, man. Batista was awesome. And he was. But I know I know on good authority he had a movie deal that he was supposed to do, but uh I don't know what ever happened with it. You know, I I can't further report on that. But I'm just saying if it were you, me, or anybody in this chat room or anybody within the sound of my voice, if they had a chance to go back as something, I mean, as something, can you believe that we're, we're discussing this in the realm of something to fall back on? If he could just fall back on his pro wrestling career with the WWE, you know, that's what I would do. I mean, if, if he's being turned down by every major MMA organization, you know, I don't see him on any of the movie sites as being an up and coming star or having any up and coming major roles. Why in the hell, actually that's horrible, why in the hell wouldn't he just go back to wrestling? It's not like he left on bad terms or in a bad way. He was over more doing better than he'd ever done before when he left. Oh, hold up, breaking news. Apparently Batista has signed on to the sequel of Wrong Side of the Tracks. This time it will star RVD, Hulk Hogan, and Batista. What? I'm kidding. I was going to say. I had you Hulk go there for a second. You did. Ashley wants to know whose movie role was better, Dave Batista or Athena Batista. Uh, Dave Batista's movie was much better. Yeah, uh, as, a lot more, <laughs> lot more action. Listen, listen. As an actress, <laughs> as a porn actress, Athena Batista to me just you know didn't nail her part correctly. She just didn't get it down. You know what I'm saying? It just, it just well, didn't work. To me, she left it a little flat. <laughs> she did leave it a little flat. To me, she left it a little. Blah. There was more action in two minutes of Dave Batista's film than there ever was in Athena's. Exactly. You know, the best part about that porno was dude looking in the, the camera end? like he was... No, <laughs> no the, the best part was dude looking in the camera the whole time with that big shit-eating grin on his face. Yeah, and what's funny is that sometimes they're going to get married and he's going to be sitting across with that big motherfucker at Thanksgiving. Guess who's getting stuffed in the turkey? No shit. I tell you what, man, it would be hard for me to, first of all, date a guy like Batista's daughter, knowing that, you know, Batista's her dad. Two, fucking her on camera so that her dad could see it. Right. And, you know... Three, putting <laughs> it on film so that when he's a chalk outline, Batista has evidence. Exactly. I just... Uh, yeah. Oh, I digress. Anyway, I mean, we, were we were talking about Raw, though. <laughs> this was pretty Raw. Well, this, this is how entertaining Raw was. We've actually transitioned away... When you can go from an episode of Raw to Athena Batista's porno, you know it was a bad night for the WWE. Yeah, no shit. I mean, it just was. Nothing they did tonight makes me want to buy this pay-per-view. 
Can you honestly, anybody out there, tell me that something that they did tonight makes you want to spend your hard-earned cash, not get a free stream, but spend your hard-earned cash to buy this pay-per-view? And here's another thing that pisses me off, is that the rooms that I've, and I, and I bounce around a lot during Raw to get a different feeling so that I'm not stuck with just what our room says. I hit a lot of chat rooms during Raw under different names just to see what the, the buzz is on the show before we go on the air. And just about 80% of them, I would say, were all talking about how this Raw and this Sunday's pay-per-view will be better than last night's TNA pay-per-view. And I'm calling you a fucking idiot. If you say that, you're a fucking moron. And if you want to call in and, com and combat with me on that, give them the fucking number, JJ. The number is 501-588-7957. Because I'm telling you right now, if you think, and you can tell me why with a legit conversation, why TNA, and, and not just because you're a TNA hater, because there's a bunch of you out there, and I'd love to get my hands around the neck of some of you. But if you can tell me right now why Raw or this Sunday's pay-per-view is going to be better than what TNA did, I'd love to hear from you tonight. And I'm sure you'll get your chance. I'm sure somebody will call in and have something to say here in a bit. I'm not 100% happy with the, the booking of the pay-per-view last night, but I can tell you right now, it was a whole lot better. Than, it was good on paper, and I, and I thought it was a lot better at the end of the night than it was on paper. Well, like I said, I'm sure somebody will call in and give us their thoughts on uh, on that particular show. Going back to Raw, as I said, they set up this match for the main event where John now, Cena has a match with an opponent of The Miz's choosing. Setting up. Why did The Miz not have a match tonight? Why was he excluded from, from competition? I don't understand that. Because the Raw GM seems to be more heel-based than, than face. Well, I know that, but he came out tonight and said, since John Cena doesn't have a match, Miz... Why don't you, you know, pick one for him, basically? Well, the Miz didn't have a match. That's true. But see, again, goes into that whole heel GM set where you've got to stack the odds against John Cena so that he gets the upper hand at the pay-per-view, see? I, I guess. I just think you would have been better suited as a company. WCW used to do this all the time back when they were going strong if – DDP and Sting had a match at the pay-per-view, then DDP picked Sting's opponent on Nitro and Sting picked DDP's. You and know they, what I mean? They've done that in if the past If you're going to do it one way, it's got to be done for both. Well, and they've done that in the past too, Trey. Well, I understand that, but it should have been done tonight because it would have furthered my interest in what happens on Sunday. Well, watching, watching Cena hulk up and overcome the odds again doesn't really do nothing for me. Especially against Jack Swagger. I mean, what's Jack Swagger done in the last six months? Well, and I think that's the point. I think that's the point. Um, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Before we get to that. All right, I'm just going to shut up and let you do Raw. <laughs> I keep sidetracking you. You do. You're killing me. All right. I'm, Next I'm up, we have a uh, Kofi Kingston match where he takes on CM Punk. And it's a non-title match because, you know, Kobe Kingston is the Intercontinental Champion. Mm -hmm. uh, the Nexus is at ramp, watching the match as it happens. Uh, the Did you fall, say the Nexus loves lamp? Yes, the Nexus loves lamp. Okay. They were at the ramp. Sorry, I'm still stuffed up, you know, kind of thing. Okay, I got you. 
Anyway, uh, Kofi hits the boom drop, goes for trouble in paradise. CM Punk ducks. Uh, he gets Kofi up for the go to sleep. He counters with a roll up. Then Kofi leaps into the corner, hits the turnbuckle, and Punk hits the go to sleep. We get the three count. So CM Punk goes over clean over Kofi Kingston. Now, I know a lot of people on the internet was like, oh, they're burying Kofi Kingston. Uh, not really. Yeah. You think what I want to know is what's the scoop with old uh, CM Punk? I mean, is he leaving or not? They're still working on the contract. Okay. That's all I know. It's just over uh, It's over name rights, man. He wants to keep CM Punk. He doesn't want it trademarked. Because if he does leave, he wants to be able to be CM Punk. And that's that's right. his name. And I think, I think he should be allowed to. He was CM Punk before he got there. Vince didn't create that. No, but Vince likes to take things that you've created and, and market them. That's what he does. Yeah, he also likes to take things that you created and take a big steaming shit on them, too. Oh, well, that is true. WCW is a prime example. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we see a backstage segment with The Miz talking to Vicky Guerrero and Dolph Ziggler, obviously looking for someone to face John Cena. Uh, next up, we have a Divas match. Kelly Kelly taking on Brie Bella. It's a non-title match. Pretty good match. Brie Bella gets the... Uh, Gets the roll-up for the three-count. Oh, wait, no, excuse me. Brubella goes for the knee, and Kelly Kelly gets the three-count. So it's a non-title match. After the match, the Bellas both attack Kelly, and Karma's music hits. Karma's a bitch. Karma is a bitch. She came down and basically uh, beat the crap out of the twins, which, well, at least Brie Bella. As, or was it Nikki Bella? See, I get the, I get the Bellas confused. Uh, one of the Bella bitches got beat up. Yeah. Bottom line, one of them got implant busted. I think Brie Bella actually made her way up the ramp and left her sister to, uh, left Nikki in the ring, you know, laying in a... And Kelly Kelly had this look on her face like she just had the best sex ever, which was really amazing. Really? Oh, God. Did you see her breathing hard in the turnbuckle? Oh, man. I must have missed that. Hot, hot, hot. Leave it to the Trey Dog to, to pick that up. Well, I mean, you gotta pick certain things out of certain things to make them interesting. So yeah, Brie or excuse me, Nikki uh, Brie Bella leaves her sister behind. Kelly Kelly is confronted by Karma, and nothing happens. She just walks away, leaving Kelly Kelly to wonder what the hell just happened. I'm just wondering when we're going to see the in-ring debut of Karma. It's got to be soon. Got to be soon. You think uh, she'll? Is there a diva match on the pay-per-view? See, I don't know. I, I don't have the card in front of me. They haven't really announced a whole bunch. See, that's, that's the thing. You know, used to when you had a pay-per-view, you knew the matches two weeks going into it. You knew exactly what was going to be on the card. Yeah. Usually they did a, you know, they had the graphic up and ran down, you know, check out the pay-per-view this Sunday. They don't right. do that anymore. And, and that All I know me. about is the John Cena-Miz match and Cole and Lawler again. Exactly. And, of course, the matches from SmackDown, the... Uh, World Heavyweight Championship, Randy Orton and Christian. That's all we know of as of right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so next up, we get Rey Mysterio. Oh, actually, we, we actually get a, uh, what is this? They show a clip about R-Truth from the previous week. Out of the commercial, we have Alberto Del Rio, who's introduced by his ring announcer, Ricardo Rodriguez. Again, Alberto cuts a promo telling us who he is, like we didn't know. He deserves to be the champion, blah, 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 blah. Destiny. Destiny. 
You know, I've been screwed over, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So Ray comes out and says that he's proud to be a Chicano. And he's tired of all the disrespect. So now we have Rey Mysterio taking on Alberto Del Rio. And a match brought to you by? Taco Bell. The Conquistadors. The Conquistadors, yes. Rey Mysterio gets the win by disqualification when Ricardo takes the 619 and interferes in the match. Booyaka, booyaka. It was a good match, don't get me wrong. But how many right. times do we have to see this match between these two? I guess well, now that, it, now that it's thought, on Raw, it's I thought different. during that match, I thought, wow, they took exactly what made SmackDown great and brought it over to Raw. And maybe that's yeah. the point. Maybe that's the point. Maybe they're thinking that this brand split is so fucking well done that nobody that watches SmackDown could possibly ever watch Raw. So they hadn't seen this before. Uh, our good friend Chris Kelly of HeadlocksToHeadlines.com has sent me the official I card. I exactly call him a good friend. <laughs> our fucking foreign kid. Is that better? Yeah. Has sent me the uh, so far the listed matches for Over the Limit. Mm-hmm. WWE champion John Cena taking on The Miz in an I Quit match. Mm-hmm. World champion Randy Orton versus Christian. The WWE Intercontinental Championship Wade Barrett versus Ezekiel Jackson. Oh. WWE Tag Team Championship match, Kane and the Big Show versus CM Punk and Mason Ryan. Okay. R-Truth versus Rey Mysterio. Jerry Lawler versus Michael Cole in a Kiss My Foot match. In a Kiss My Fucking Foot match. Which we've seen before, and Jerry Lawler came out on the short end of the stick and had to not only kiss Bret Hart's foot, but his own damn foot. Yeah, but Michael Cole has a growth on his throat that looks like the shit that was on What's-Her-Name's-Face. It's pretty nasty looking, whatever they've done. It looks like he dipped it in chocolate or stuck it in a toilet bowl. I don't know what the fuck he did, but it's pretty nasty. It looks like it just peeled right off. Yeah, it's pretty nasty, either way. I mean, I've had athlete's foot. It didn't look nothing like that shit. That looked more like jaundice of the toe or something. I don't know. It was something. But anyway, after the Alberto Del Rio Rey Mysterio match, we have R Truth come down and you know lay a beat down on Little Rey Mysterio. And that's what's up. That is what's up because you know never make a black man angry and listen to mm-hmm. everything he has to say. WWE tip, uh, you know, basically exemplifying the uh, the black stereotypes in R Truth now. Right. Gotta love it. So basically, we've had um, two matches. This was our third match. What oh, was our third match? Yeah. This was the early the early portion of Raw tonight was brought to you by the WWE and Equal Opportunity Employer. Yes. Because we had Mexicans. We had Kelly Kelly. That was it, basically. Well, there you go. So next up, we have the uh, Jerry the King Lawler, Michael Cole segment with Jack Swagger, where Michael Cole says a lot of stuff about Jack Swagger not being relevant uh, until he hooked up with Michael Cole. Wow. And Jack Swagger, like, flipping, you know, out on Michael Cole and walking away, (laughs) which I thought was great. Then we get to see Jerry Lawler kind of put a beat down on Michael Cole, getting a little bit of vengeance for everything that's gone down. Uh, So I was really enjoying that part of the the broadcast. Uh, Match number four, the Big Show and Kane, who are the tag team champions, taking on Michael McGillicuddy and David Otunga in a non-title match. Uh, In the end... 
Michael McGillicuddy hits a running neck breaker on Kane for the three count. Uh, lots of interference with CM Punk and, and Mason Ryan in this contest that allowed the new Nexus to get the win, which obviously leads to the tag title match at the pay-per-view between CM so, Punk and Mason Ryan. The Corey are fighting amongst themselves while the Nexus is alive and well and better than ever. Pretty well, I wouldn't say they're better than ever. I, I still say they've they've taken a huge hit since last year. They're not anywhere as good as they used to be. Uh, no. You know, Barrett not being the leader really does leave a a lot to be desired there. Well, what do you think about that, Wade? We'll have to tell you. I like the Nexus a lot better than I like the Core. Well, that's understandable. I mean, you're fighting with the Core members right now. But let me tell you this. I'm going to beat Ezekiel Jackson for the Intercontinental Championship. I'll retain it. Wow, I didn't even know you had that belt. Yeah, he is the Intercontinental Champion. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Wade. Crazy. Actually, didn't I say Kofi was the Intercontinental Champion? I'm at U.S. Champion. Whatever. See, I'm still sick. I'm on Grandpa's Maybe that's why I got confused. That's what it is. I screwed you. Did you get my cold medicine? I, I did, dude. That was good stuff, man. That's why I'm I able know, to do I the show I know you tonight. slept your ass off on Sunday. I slept most of the day today. Telling you, man, this shit's brutal. I'm telling you, the best. Do you have? You got? I mean, I'm I'm assuming, and I hate to do this. If I can be racial for a minute. Uh oh, here we go. Do you have any Chinese restaurants in Canada? We do, but they're different from Chinese restaurants in you know America. Well, there's only one thing that matters. What's that? There's only one thing you need when you're sick. What's that? And it I, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's something in this shit that fixes me, but it is a one-stop shop, cure-all, for everything that fucking ails me every time I'm sick of any kind. Egg drop soup. I don't know what those motherfuckers put in there. I don't know... I don't even know what's in it, other than dropped eggs, apparently. But whatever they do to that shit makes me 100% within 24 hours. Sometimes less. I always thought chicken noodle soup did it, but, you know, egg drop soup, you know, maybe. You know how Superman is when he's got kryptonite on his chest? And he's all, oh, 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 oh. In case you missed that, that was, oh, 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 oh. And then they take the kryptonite off of him, and he goes, Whoop, And he's all fucking big and bad again. That's how I feel after egg drop soup. Oh, it's funny that you mentioned this whole John Cena thing. Or, excuse me, this uh, this whole kryptonite thing in Superman. Because next up, we have this match with John Cena. Segway. That's why we pay you the big bucks, Trey. That's why I've been around a long time. So, anyway, we find out that it is Jack Swagger who basically attacks John Cena from behind and puts the beat down on him. Controls the entire match from start to finish. Well... That is until the sunlight must have pricked through the roof at the arena that they were in. I almost wish I had Superman's music. I don't. So the the sun shines down on Kal-El. And he's so I was doing a Rocky theme for you there. I wish I had the Superman theme. That would have been much better. We need to get that. John Cena, hole in the ceiling. Sucks up all the sunlight, starts hulking up, gets his powers back, hits what the five moves do? of doom, hits the attitude adjustment. And ladies and gentlemen, 
He wins the match. STF. Who didn't see that one coming? Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Wouldn't it have made more sense to, after what you've done to Jack Swagger over the last six months, and putting him in the stupid feud with Michael Cole, maybe it's me and I'm wrong here, but wouldn't it have made more sense... Wouldn't it have made more sense to put him over on John Cena? To make him look strong. Even though he, he jumped him look, he jumped him from behind and brutalized him. I, I'm I'm just sick of the Superman effect with, with John what Cena. What they should have done what they should have done is they were gonna put swagger over like you're saying. They should have had Miz and Riley come to the ring, not the entranceway, but come to the ring to cut their promo. Cena's marching down to the ring. Swagger hits him from behind. And then before the bell can ring, because nobody's entered the ring yet, Miz and Riley should have helped Swagger beat the ever-loving shit out of Cena outside the ring, not allowing anybody to slide into the ring. And then when the time was right, Rolled John's carcass in and let Swagger get the win. But we're selling pay-per-views. John Cena has to hulk up and win for the soccer moms and the kids out there. On a positive note, makes me think that The Miz is going to win the championship on Sunday. Or will Superman prevail? John Cena is going to put The Miz in a see-through plastic window and kick him into space on Sunday. (laughs) You think he's going to the Phantom Zone? I don't know. He will not rule. He will not kneel before Zod. You know what I think is going to happen, though? Let's take a page back. I think a a couple of people have said this over the the last couple of weeks. It's an I Quit match. We've seen John Cena in matches with Randy Orton in an I Quit match. We know that he will not quit. But I could see a scenario whereby, if you remember the 1999 Royal Rumble with Mick Foley and The Rock, they had that I Quit match for the Mm -hmm. WWE Championship, where The Rock just destroyed Mick Foley with like 100 chair shots. Right. With his kids at ringside. And then used the PA used Mick's own words saying I quit to win the championship. You remember that? Well, Cena set him up for it tonight by saying the words I quit. And I think that's where they're going to go. And I think we're going to see this title flip-flop for the next couple of months between The Miz and John Cena. But I think that after tonight seeing that John Cena got the upper hand, even though the odds were stacked against him, I, I really feel like going into over the limit this Sunday, Miz is going to come out the champion. I really do. I don't know. I think Cena carries it. I don't see any reason for Cena to drop the title just to win it back later. I mean, that doesn't make any, any sense. But, I mean, I... Uh, I just I don't see him dropping it right now. They gave it to him for a reason. It wasn't to turn around and drop it right back to the Miz. 
Well, it, it makes sense. They, Vince McMahon wants to keep Miz relevant. Right. He wants and now to he's going to trade for a while. Well, maybe not. I think Cena's better chasing the champion. So, well, you have you have yeah. this feud continue a little bit, you know, where he's he's continually trying to get the best of the Miz. And then, you know, I'd say maybe two or three months down the road, prior to SummerSlam, John Cena gets the belt back. But we'll see. It's all up to Superman and the gods. It's all up to Vince McMahon. What is his plan? Does anybody know? Will Superman prevail? Or will The Miz? This music plays in Vince's bedroom after he gets done sticking at the window? Yes. I think so, too. Probably so. Because, you know, he is the genetic jackhammer. He's got the grapefruits. He does have the grapefruits, yes. I'm just, you know what? I'm just, I'm tired of seeing John Cena overcome the odds every fucking time. Every time. Well, yeah. I mean, remember I SummerSlam that. last year? I, I, I blew a gasket. The guy gets DDT'd on the outside on the fucking concrete. And doesn't sell it. And then, and then eliminates two people to win the match. I, I just don't get it. Even Hulk Hogan had losses, people. Yeah. Hulk Hogan had the odds against him several times. Earthquake squashed him. You know, Yoko flashed on Warrior. Warrior, warrior. So many things, man. So many things. But I don't know. If I had to give the tonight's show a grade, I'd, I'd give it a C. I, I didn't, you know, again, it wasn't a horrible show, but it wasn't a great show. Just kind of mediocre. I gave it a D because it didn't do anything for me. Like I said, not one thing on that show makes me want to run right out as quick as I can to drop 50 bucks to watch something on Sunday. Because I'll bet you, down to the fucking Cena Miz match, I can pick every one of them correctly. Probably so. I want to thank the uh, the original fucking foreign kid, Mace, for sending the Superman theme to me. Good job, Mace. See, he listens. It helps out on occasion. Good kid. I mean... Granted, I was seven and one with last night's pay per view, but there were some hard ones to pick last night with some stipulations and possible interference. But man, this damn WWE card does nothing for me. It just doesn't do anything for me. This is one of those back in the day, which was a Wednesday, by the way, but back in the day when JSK and I used to have to go down during the. The, the, sometime we had, we had to go down to the cable place sometime before Friday on the weekend of the paper on the week of the pay per view to make sure we got the correct box so we could order the pay per view in advance. This is one of those I'd tell him, "Fuck it, dude, I ain't paying for it." This was before there were live streams. This is one of those where I just say, "Well, we'll wait till Monday on Raw and find out what happened." Yeah, no doubt. It really is. I have no desire to buy this pay per view. None. And I'm dying to find out if any of you out there has a, a differing opinion. Do you? Is there anything on this pay-per-view you're looking forward to? If there is, call me and let me know. Maybe you can change my mind. I'll tell you what. Before we get into that, let's take our first break of the evening, come back, run down some news, talk some TNA, start taking calls, and get people's thoughts on what's going on. Sounds good. All right, guys. We'll be right back with more Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. Hey guys, this is Concept, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live, right here on the SNS Radio Network. 
WrestlingOnline.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. You're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling. Log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest running newsletter on the internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's free! Once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. Since 1996, Audio Wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and Wrestle Talk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio. Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Wrestling Radio Tips on how to host your very own wrestling radio show. Wrestling Radio Tip 101, take listener phone calls. Here's how it works. You set up a phone line, and when a listener calls in, you answer just like this. All right, let's let's go back to the phone lines. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? What? Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? What? Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? Okay. <laughs> I I don't really follow Hulk Hogan because I, I just kind of find him up to be a, a washed up douchebag. Skeet 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 skeet. It's it's been booming at the warehouse with with Sincata just starting in WWE. The t-shirts and the masks been up in the sky, you know, so your tennis shoes are in the side. I told Julio to hold up for him. All you have to wait for the shoelaces to come in in the bottom sole. What? 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 Okay. Well, what you gonna do, brother? Well, I just take off my shirt. Yeah. Say my prayers. Eat my vitamins. Yeah. Say no to the holy God. And I'm gonna go after you, brother. Yeah. Yeah. What you gonna do when the two-inch pythons run wild on you? <laughs> my little. Hey you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Have you checked out the new Unplugged on Friday nights? Well, if you haven't, make sure you check out the new Unplugged Friday nights with JJ Sexay at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time. 
where JJ covers SmackDown, video games, and whatever the hell else he feels like. See you in chat. I'm a nice man. Yeah, I'm a nice man. Hey, this is Badass Billy Gunn, and you're listening to on SNS Radio Network. Now, of course, if you're not down with that, I still got two words for you. All right, guys, we're back right here, Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexy. And, of course, I'm joined by my co-host, the founder of Wrestling News Live, the Trey Dog, the outlaw of the IWC. One pissed-off yes. redneck. Do what? One pissed-off redneck. I'm a little unhappy tonight. I, 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 I'm, you know, I don't know why there has to be... You know, fucking internet radio show wars. I thought that happened, like, that was like the Attitude Era. And we moved past that into a new era where everybody was just happy being themselves and doing their own thing. And, hey, I'll promote you, you promote us. And we're not all at the same time, so it doesn't really matter. And, hey, we'll tell our listeners to listen to your show because you're on earlier in the day. And then you go behind our back and you swerve us. Knowing that we've got a guest and that you're on earlier, so you call that guest today and schedule him to be on your show after you've known since Tuesday the week before he was going to be on ours. To me, that is just dirty pool. The good thing about it, nobody plays dirtier pool than this motherfucker right here. And if it has to go back to the way it was before, I'm all for it. The last thing I need is some jerk-ass jabron to motivate the trade dog. Well, I don't really think it's even warranted. I don't really care, to be honest. We're on a roll, and I don't really need to continue any little internet war with anybody. So I could really give two shits what they did. It is what but it you is. you know, I go out of my way, and Crelly does a great job of booking a guest, and we get it all set up. You know, and I'm sure having a great interview the week before with Billy Gunn didn't hurt that, you know, the same agent says, well, hey, why don't you do this interview this week? And we said, well, hell, that'd be cool. Yeah, why not? You know, I don't do it for myself. I've already interviewed this guy. I do it for our listeners. And that's what pisses me off. It's like waking up at Christmas and somebody stealing my kids' presents. And that's the way I feel, because I was doing it for the WNL family. I was doing it for the listeners. And it's just stab you in the back, just all-out shenanigans. And it didn't need to happen that way. If they wanted the interview with that guy so bad, say, hey, we know you guys have him booked. Do you mind if we book him for you know the week after or, or the week after that? Or just do that. But don't book the dude on the same day, literally hours before we go on the air with our show and have a scheduled interview since Tuesday of last week. 
after we've promoted it on our website and Facebook and Twitter, and the person's agent has even gone out and promoted that this guest was going to be on our show because the agent didn't even know that the guy was doing the interview on the other show. Well, I mean, but let's let's be honest, Trey. I, I could care less if he did the other show. My argument and my That's reason... That's not the point. Yeah, I don't care if he did the other show. Right. My argument, my reason was that at the time he was supposed to be on their show, he would have been in the middle of taping a pre-taped interview with us. With us. And that is what pisses me off more than anything. For us to get undercut during our interview so that he could go and join them live on their show that airs before ours. That's what pissed me off. I don't care if they book the same guest. I don't fucking care. Nobody will have the same interview that we have with anybody else. Let's just no. leave it at that. I don't and care. The prime, the prime example is the first night that we had Kurt Angle, we pre-taped that interview that afternoon. He gave us two hours and would have given us more. But we literally had to say, well, that's all the time we got. He was on a different show live later that night and gave them 15 minutes. Well, you're just going to get a different interview with us than you get with anybody else. But to me, like I said, it's just, it's not about me. It's not about the guest. I've interviewed the guy before. I've met the guy. has nothing to do with me or my ego or anything like that. I was doing it for our listener base. And when you fuck with my family, it's like coming into my house and stealing Christmas presents from my kids. That's the way I look at it. Like I said, man, it is what it is. Let's just move on and not worry about it. we got bigger and better things coming our way. May 30th. I'm afraid to announce this now. Shit. May 30th, if all goes as planned, we have Diamond Dallas Page joining us for the first time. I get to scratch another name off the old bucket list. Somebody I've wanted to interview forever. And I'll tell you a little story that he told me last night on the phone. We were talking. And... Uh, it was an interesting phone conversation. I, I've talked to a lot of wrestlers on the phone when trying to book them for an interview. But I have i don't feel like I've ever been tested like I was with DDP. And I mean this because he's intimidating as hell to talk to on the phone. It's, it's DDP. You know, WCW is people's champion. And three-time world heavyweight champion, if I'm not mistaken. And he told me right up front, I don't do a lot of interviews. You know, and I'm like, I understand that. Tell me about yourself. So I tell him about myself, tell him about JJ, tell him about the show, tell him how long we've been around. You know, he goes, who are some of the guys you've interviewed recently? And I told him he was impressed. I said, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall both had amazing things to say about you. And uh, we wanted to bring you on for, you know, many reasons. And he asked me, he goes, well, what's your favorite, who's your favorite wrestler? What's your favorite moment, basically, of mine? And we had a nice back and forth. And then he told me, uh, I said, you know, there's one thing I wish I could have seen before you, you know, stopped wrestling on television. And he said, what's that? And I said, well, I said, being a WCW mark, being a WCW guy, I always wanted to see you as our WCW People's Champ go one-on-one -on -one with The Rock. People's Champ versus People's Champ. And uh, he said, he started laughing. And he said, you know, he said, I woke up one night. And he said, it was like four in the morning. And I rolled over and I woke up Kimberly. And I said, hey, I've got the greatest idea for a, a match. He goes, I have the perfect way for me to debut 
or my hey, I have the perfect match for me in the WWE. And she says, but honey, you don't work there. And he goes, oh, but I will. And he said, this is the way I want to come in. He said, I want it to be me versus The Rock. And he described it all, you know, how the spotlight would hit him at the right time. And it'd be him versus The Rock, people's champ versus people's champ. But he said there was a meeting that, that, that sparked this idea. He said that he was backstage at a WWE event visiting friends. And he bumped into The Rock. He told The Rock, hey, I'm a fan of your mic work, you know. And The Rock was up and coming, and so was Diamond Dallas Page. This was in 97, I believe. And he said, uh, I think you got a good thing going on the stick. Hey, you can go in and out of character the way you do, blah, 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 blah. And The Rock, he said The Rock was polite and thanked him. And, you know, Diamond Dallas Page basically turned around and walked off. Well, he said that uh, Big Show was behind The Rock and said, hey, Diamond. And The Rock was putting on one of his Versace shirts, and he looked over, and he said, You're Diamond Dallas Page? And he said, Yes, I am. And they got face-to-face, and The Rock said, There's only one people's champ. And Diamond Dallas Page said, I replied, Yep, and you're looking at him. And I turned around and walked off. Nice. And he said, Trust me, brother. He goes, I got stories out the yin-yang. He was like, How long is your show? I said, Two, three hours, depending on how long you want to talk. And he was like, we'll make it a hell of a night. Well, cool. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, let's let's jump on the phone lines. I believe we've got somebody joining us here on the Skype line, sponsored by HeadlocksToHeadlines.com. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? Hollywood, Hollywood. I was up to no good. What's up, man? How much? I know you guys talked. He said uh, he, was supposed to, he was one of those people to call in. Yeah, I don't see the phone lines chiming in, so I figured I better call in. Might as well. What's on your mind? I want you to talk about DDP. That's something that could be an awesome interview. Yeah, it will be. It will be. I I am looking forward to that. He even talked about, you know, the stalker gimmick that he was given by Vince. And he he just said, it's my own fault. I should have never done that because I didn't want to do it then. But, you know, I'm just now coming into the company. I'm not going to tell them no on the first thing they offer me. Yeah, one thing about uh, him and they just kind of gave him the bum end of the deal on his run there. One of my favorite TNA moments is DDP with his, you know, suitcase rolling up behind him, and he's walking to the impact zone, and he passes Hall and Nash on the outside, and uh, he's like, "Oh, look at you know who couldn't get in, blah blah blah," and they start, you know, talking shit back and forth, and as DDP walks away, Hall grabs him by the arm and says, "Hey." You stay out of our business, we'll stay out of yours. And DDP says, I wouldn't have it any other way. And he just kept on walking. I thought that was a great promo back in the TNA days. DDP could have really been huge in TNA if they used him right, because he still had a lot of gas in the tank. I think he'd still be, I mean, I'd love to see him as a manager. You know, I don't know exactly how old he is, but he's still in great shape, dude. I I, I still think he could go. I mean, the the sad thing is you bring him into TNA now and, People are going to go, oh, my God, more old WCW wrestlers. We want the new talent. Well, there ain't no new talent. You got Fortune and about five other people. That's it. You can't build a show on them many, that many people. Well, it's not really TNA anymore. It's Impact Wrestling. Wrestling matters. Yeah, it's going to get. It's gonna be difficult to get used to saying that, I guess. Impact Wrestling. <laughs> but, hey, we'll, we'll try. 
But I definitely like love to see DBT as a man, especially for some freshmen, but you know, he could really, you know, teach her. I mean, you talk about him going, well, he uses yoga a lot, so I mean, he could probably still go. Well, apparently he's 55, so I don't know that he wants to go anymore, but uh, he's still got a, a you know, great mind for the business. He's still got a great speaking voice. He can still be a good character on TV. Damn sure could be a manager. You know what? I, I, I don't think he'd want to do that. See, I, that's where he started. He was a manager to begin with. I'd love to yeah. see him transition back. He's the only manager that ever became a pro wrestler. Worth the shit that, yeah. Yeah, so I, I would love to see him, you know. I thought he started out as an arm wrestler. Did he go from manager to arm wrestler or arm wrestler to manager? I think he went from a manager to wrestler. He started off as, he started off as, you know, he started managing guys like Scott Hall and. Didn't he used to do a thing in the ring where he arm wrestled? I can't remember that far back. I just remember back in the 90s, he, he had, you know, Scott Hall back when he used to the Diamond Stud, so. I could have swore he was brought in as a guy that, you know, was like a one-night attraction where he arm wrestled and then he became a manager later on. I don't remember. Oh, I can't remember. Research. That's it's way back. I just remember back in the 90s and you know, he was like, you know, the manager of the Diamond, Diamond Stable and all that stuff and he had like Scott Hall, Scott wrestlers and, and CJ says, CJ Styles in chat says he was a uh, manager then arm wrestler then wrestler. So there you go. Anything wrestling related on your mind? Oh joy! What a roll we had tonight. I watched. Oh, I watched it. I kind of have to fall asleep through it, but <laughs> I watched it. It was an easy one to fall asleep too. I, I, I again, I don't think they did anything tonight that you know would blow anybody's socks off, except Michael Cole's. And I just don't know how they could possibly expect that to be a good go home show. I can't think, and J.J., correct me if I'm wrong, if you can think of anything. Can you think of the go-home show in the history of go-home shows that was worse than this? I can. Not off the top of my head, but there have been several go-home shows from the WWE that have been awful. I mean, this was... In the I, last couple this, of years, they've all been bad. This was just brutal. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I, I, I just didn't see anything tonight that made me go, oh, I can't wait for Sunday. Nothing. Well, and I mean, that's not the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> no, it's not. But I mean, unfortunately, that is. I, you know, I'll be real honest. I'm looking forward to seeing Christian and uh, and Randy Orton. And but that's a SmackDown thing. We haven't seen their go home yet. Well, and, and I do want to see this uh, this match, the I Quit match between Raw or well between Cena and Miz, because I, I really think that's going to be a good match regardless. Right. And like I said, I'm I'm calling it now. Miz is going to win that championship. And he's going to do I, it by using a little bit of chicanery. I beg to differ. I, I'm I'm going with Cena on that one. That's fine. We can do I'm that. I'm on the fence. I mean, it depends. It depends on on Super Cena. You know, he likes to sit there and you know, as the sun spotlight shine on him, and then come out from the blues. So I don't know. The only thing that bothers I, me, the only thing that scares me about picking John Cena in this match right now, is probably the reason JJ. One of the reasons JJ is taking him is JJ's smart. JJ will listen to things that are said and, and, and pick up little things like I do. But The Miz said tonight, I'm going to make you quit in a manner that's never been seen before. So to me, that tells me he's pulling out some kind of, you know, super secret probation move that we've never seen before. As a way, you know, as a way of 
you know, a la tying the guy's shoes together around the pole so he can't get up for a last man standing match. That's possible. Hollywood, thanks for the call, man. we got to let you go. I'm starting to get bombarded with calls. Yep. Talk to you later. All right, man. All right, man. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? What? Hey, man. It's... Hey, man. This is Ray, man. How's it going? It's going all right, What's man. What's up, dude? Hey, I was just listening to what you were saying about the John Cena match. And one possible thing, I think a caller said this last week, but if not, I have a feeling that the Miz is going to try to, you know, like maybe, you know, they're fighting, they make their way into the crowd. What if he just grabs, maybe it's a plan or something, but he grabs somebody in a Cena t-shirt, some kid, and says, Cena, if you don't say I quit, I'm going to, you know, harm this kid. You know John Cena, he's one for his fans. I'm pretty sure he will say I quit. And that would be like, we've never seen that before ever. No, you're like, right. That would be interesting. It would be it would be nothing physical because you say I quit or me and Riley are going to hurt this kid. I mean, really like there, we've never, that's never been seen before. I mean, you had the, you had the one where he fought JBL with the, and he had like the lead pipe or something. He was about to bash JBL and JBL said quit. He said he, I quit before, you know, Cena even hit him. So, I mean, that could be a possibility, dude. The the only the only problem I have with that scenario is it's really insulting to the intelligence of wrestling fans to think that they could just true. grab some random kid out of the audience and threaten physical violence on him with people in the arena yeah. just sitting there watching it and John Cena like, oh, oh, okay, I quit, I quit. Please don't hurt the little kid. Yeah, that's true, too. And another note is I think we're finally, finally going to see the end of this damn Jerry Lawler and Michael Cole thing. I'm praying Thank to God we see it come Sunday. I, I really hope so. And I was really just confused tonight, too, with, you know, Jack Swagger walking off. I'm like, okay, maybe, you know, he's finally going to turn face, and then 10 minutes later he comes out and beats up the biggest baby face. Like, what did, What do they want to do with Swagger? Do they want to turn face? Do they want to I don't think they know. I don't think I, they know I, I, either. I don't think they have an idea. And it's and it's a shame because he's very talented, man, and just and it was really insulting for Michael Cole. Like, oh, I don't even remember that he was world champion. Like, that's that's an insult. Because I mean, yes, I mean I know he was a you know a paper champion, but he you know he held that belt, and when he won that belt, it was the talk of you know it was talk of the town. You know, Jack Swagger beat Jericho for the belt. You know, it was a big thing, and <sighs> I just don't I just don't think he's getting his proper due, man. Uh, you know, I, I think they should repackage Swagger. Make him come out in a red, white, and blue singlet, uh, shave his head, and have him do nothing but ankle lock reversals all night on his opponents. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, I think to, go back to, to go back to what you were saying earlier, I think the Miz should call the Miz girl and have her be the, the girl in the crowd that he grabs and threatens to beat up. Yeah, definitely, because, you know, I mean, that was back in, I want to say, maybe... December when the Slammy Awards happened and that all happened because Miz won the title in November. I'm pretty sure yeah. not everybody remembers what she looks like. They could definitely change her look up, you know, and you know, put nah, the make it the on her Cena make t-shirt. It the, make it the Miz girl. Keep her the Miz girl. That's that's the whole point. Yeah, definitely, dude. Definitely. But I just wanted to talk. I just wanted to touch base with that, guys. Keep up the good work. I love listening to the show. You guys are awesome, man. Thanks, man. Thanks, we, man. Appreciate we appreciate it. it. All right, man. All right. Thanks. So, I, you know, I don't know. As far as the go-home show, like I said, it, it wasn't a great go-home show for Raw. I can't wait to see what SmackDown does. I'll be real honest, man. And, and I didn't get a chance to talk about this on, on Friday because, well, I wasn't on the show. Uh, oh, yeah. Damn, I had a lot of, man, I don't know how you do it. I don't either. 
I don't either. Sometimes. I mean, I, I did I did Monday night, you know, WNL. I did Friday Unplugged. I did Sunday Pay Per View. I'm back on Monday. Whew. Damn. I know it's crazy. I I, I do want to I want to throw some props out first of all to Trey who did a fantastic job in the second. You know, I'm flexing hour. in the background. And uh, I want to thank Andy Knowles, the power Andy Knowles from the Pro Wrestling Rewind for filling in for me in that first segment. Unfortunately, uh, we were no-showed by one Charlie Haas, which really pissed me off. He's done. Uh, there will never be a Charlie Haas interview on any show on this network, as of now, ever, ever. Not even if he lets me sleep with his wife. Yeah. I'm not going to do that shit. That's twice that, for some reason, he couldn't even, you know contact me the roh booker told me the first time he couldn't do it an hour before the show and then we heard nothing from charlie haas on friday so even the ring of honor well, booker was a little you, confused you know with 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 the power andy Knowles starting the show and me finishing it boy that's a comic book with two different characters i'm telling you i said you got two different shows on friday <laughs> and and the thing i like about that is that you get a chance to you know now, granted, I don't like to necessarily take off Fridays for my show because, you know, it's my show. and I like right. to do my own thing. But the good thing about Unplugged is if I need to take the night off, I know that there's reliable people on this network that are completely different from me that can take over and put their own take on things and kind of liven things up and, and freshen the show up. So I was glad, like I said, it was like two different shows with both Andy and, of course, you in the second hour talking with Sean on the gaming and, of course, TNA with Crelly. Uh, I would have loved for that show to have had that interview and Andy to have been the one to conduct it because he doesn't do a whole lot of interviews. So it would have been nice to get his take on an interview. Yes. Um, number one. Number two, it would have been nice for the network and the listeners. And three, I, dude, I enjoyed the shit out of doing the video game segment. You know me. I'm a, I'm a big-time gamer. So I really enjoyed that. I mean, that was part of the doghouse back in the day. We talked a lot about video games, so... Felt to me like a chance to sit back down and steal an hour from J.J. and do the doghouse. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, one of the things that really pisses me off is when we go through the effort, Crelly puts a lot of effort into booking guests for this network. He really does a lot. And, and you know, it's Crelly will contact us and say, what do you think of this? We'll say yes or no. Um, he'll go through the, the, the steps of getting it done. He usually gets it confirmed, gets it sent to us. Then we, you know, a lot of times, like last night, I'll finalize it by talking to the wrestler and making sure that it's written down and, and, and you know, confirmed. And it's a team effort, but Curly really does all the work. Uh, you know, the thing that really pisses me off more than anything is when we promote someone to come on the show and then something happens that prevents that from happening. Because then we look like idiots. Yeah, exactly. So you know, It's to the point where J.J., a lot of times, we've had these guests like Kevin Nash and Scott Hall and... You know, Gene Ogerland, hell, even Kurt Angle. And we contemplated not even telling you guys until they showed up. But you got to promote it because you want people to know. That's right. You know, that's, that's, that's the reason that you have. There's two reasons for every interview. One, to get the information out to the listener. And two, to help promote your show. I mean, I'm not saying we wouldn't be where we are now, but damn, Kid Cash coming on this show and saying what he said about TNA while he worked there and getting fired the next day and TNA releasing a statement to the world after comments made on the popular show Wrestling News Live. Well, hell, that half our listening base right now says they found us from that. 
Yeah, so to say that it's not to promote yourself and to get new fans, that's bullshit. That's a lot about what it is. You know, if somebody puts on a website like Headlocks to Headlines or Wrestling Dash Online that we got an interview with Diamond Dallas Page on May 30th, I'm hoping that there's a lot of new people in the chat room and a lot of new people listening. That's that's part of it. Absolutely. Now, speaking of Wrestling-Online.com, as you know, they are the official news site for Wrestling News Live here on the SNS Radio Network. So with that yes. being said, let's go ahead and talk a little news of the week. How many good segues is that for me tonight? You're on a roll, man. Uh, it's what, I am on four? what they call white fire. White fire. All right. Hot lava. Hot lava. So with that said, let's jump I into rhyme the... I rhyme and I rip. I rip and I rhyme. <laughs> That said, let's jump into some news of the week. Excuse me! Excuse me! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. May I have your attention, please? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. And now, the news. As uh, we talked about a little bit last week, John Morrison had surgery. He's only going to be out four to six weeks. Uh, Molina has been tweeting about it, saying that he's doing well, his spirits are up, and that he feels horrible just laying around, not carrying his own weight. So I just want to say, first of all, can't wait to see Jomo come back, and let's see if he gets repackaged and what they're going to do with him. Because I'm, I think he will. I think it starts with his entrance music and the way he comes to the ring. Yeah, that music needs to go. I hate his, his theme music. Fucking hate it. Never been a big fan of it. You know, I, I understand that when they put this, you know, John Morrison thing together, it was a ripoff of Jim Morrison, the lead singer of The Doors, who I have tattooed on my back, as a matter of fact. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, it's over now. I mean, keep the name because you're stuck with it, but let's repackage the guy and, and give him something new. Oh, I agree. Uh, some good news for TNA. They were offering vouchers really? in return. Uh, of clothing for the flood victims. So, you know. Nice. Yeah, at least they're doing something. They were going to donate uh, to the flood victims across Mississippi and Louisiana at their upcoming show in Jackson. Uh, I believe they had a discount voucher for like $10 tickets. So it's nice to see that TNA was, was doing something that kind of helped out uh, all these people that were affected by all these really bad storms and floods. Right. So at least that's a little positive, you know, TNA protocol. Uh, speaking of which, there is a new TNA mobile video game that's coming out on May 19th. Did you hear about this? No, I didn't. TNA will introduce a new mobile video game for iPhone, iPad, Android, Windows Phone, and BlackBerry, published by Namco Bandai. There will be 24 superstars in the game, including the immortal Hulk Hogan, Kurt Angle, Sting, and Ric Flair. It also includes career mode, customize your own superstar, online multiplayer game, leaderboards. There will be six different match types and over 20 challenging in-game achievements to earn. The game will be compatible with the Game Center on the Apple iOS devices. A TNA game? What's that? Isn't it? Does anybody else find it funny that, you know, there's a mobile game coming out on your iPad, your iPhone, but there's not a major TNA game? Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be something that just eats at him. It eats at me as a wrestling fan. What, you know, it eats at me as a wrestling fan that likes to play wrestling video games. I mean, I, I still have Impact. I think I played it five times, and it's got a whole shitload of dust on it. 
That's how I know which one it is. This is the one covered in dust on my shelf. <laughs> so uh, it's, a TNA game. Exactly. I probably couldn't sell that thing for ten cents. I don't know. Well, you can buy it at GameStop for like five bucks. Yeah, something like that. Uh, apparently, Steve Austin is advertised to return for the June thirteenth Raw. What? Uh, I said Stone Cold is advertised for the June thirteenth Raw. Okay. Well, you didn't say what again? What's up with that? Well, we could do that, but you know, it would take a while. Yeah, it would. It would. Uh, apparently, that will be taking place uh, on Long Island, New York, at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. The show will be a three-hour RAW, and Austin is scheduled to be there along with Booker T, Trish Stratus, and Bill Demott to announce ah. the winner of Tough Enough. The final show of Tough Enough will air a week before on the USA Network. And a few weeks ago, it was announced that the winner of the show will be revealed during a live WWE event. Five contestants remain after two were cut during uh, during last week's episode. So I guess there was more cut today. Uh, the remaining contestants were Martin, AJ, Andy, Jeremiah, and the only female, Christina. I don't know who was eliminated tonight. I can tell you, um, the one that they called Donny Osmond broke his ankle. Um, was that AJ? Big, no, it was the, the, the big kid that had the brown hair, clean cut kid, big kid. Um was going to get out of the ring and just broke his fucking ankle trying to get out of the ring. It was weird as shit. I mean, he just was literally walking to go to the ropes to get out of the ring and felt a pop in his ankle and went down like a sack of potatoes. And poor kid had talent, and they gave him a standing ovation. Stone Cold Steve Austin told him, he said, you know what? He said, man to man, he said, uh, look behind you at those belts on the wall. I took every one of those from them people because they weren't tough enough. He said, I'm not taking yours because I think you are tough enough. I'm going to let you hang your belt yourself. Wow. And the trainers and the wrestlers that were left gave him a standing ovation. Uh, the guy's name is Martin. Um, the female that was left, they were all giving her props all show long. And she was supposed to do, they were, they were doing a thing at the end of the show for two minutes where you chain wrestle basically with everything you know and everything you've been taught. And Booker T said, the one stipulation is somewhere in your two minutes, do a move off the top rope. Well, she went to do a move off the top rope. Apparently she was supposed to do a body splash and she decided to turn it into uh, the I will rule you king move off of uh, the WCW movie. Oh, she, she did the crown. She tried to come down with the crown, and she hurt her ankle when she hit the mat. And I the sad thing you. is, they were they were blaming it on the skid mark kid. Hell, oh he God. didn't do anything but stand there. Wow. They're just out for that guy. I don't know what Bill DeMott's problem is with that guy, but he's out to get that guy. And he said, well, it's dumbass's fault. It wasn't his fault she came off the ropes the, the wrong way and hit her ankle. It looked like her knee collapsed. I don't know. But uh, they carried her off in an ambulance, and that's how the show ended. Stone Cold said, no cuts this week. Get your ass out of here. You got the day off. And that's how it ended. Interesting. Now, you know that Raw was in Knoxville last week, right? Knoxville, Tennessee, yes. Apparently, when the uh, cameras stopped rolling and the show went off the air, John Cena had fun with the crowd. He started singing the country song Rocky Top. I'm not familiar with Rocky that Top, you'll always be home sweet home to me. Apparently it's associated with the University of Tennessee. Tennessee, it's their fight song. Yep. 
Uh, Cena showed off his vocal abilities until Michael Cole interrupted to a course of booze. Cole insulted Cena and the crowd and the University of Tennessee, but was on the receiving end of an attitude adjustment. And after Cole hit the ground, Cena grabbed the microphone and continued to sing along with the crowd. Good for Cena. Anything to get a cheap pop from the crowd. Well, at least I didn't put that on TV, or you guys would all been going ape shit nuts. Probably. Let's see. Uh, here was the ratings. Raw had a tough day on Monday. Show only getting a 3.2 rating. Why do people try to correct me all the time? It's like, Swax, I know the kid with the injured ankle left the show. Go back and watch the motherfucker again. And Stone Cold says, no cuts this week. He says it. Regardless of whether they cut the motherfucker or not, Austin said no cuts this week. He said it. Go back and watch. Anyway. Uh, Raw's rating was a 3.2 rating off hours 3.09 and 3.27 for an average of 4,942,000 viewers. That's down from the week prior, uh, just over a quarter of a million less viewers. Tough Enough, that aired before Raw, did a 1.64 with 2,471,000 viewers down from the week before 1.73, but an increased round of around 40,000 viewers. The replay that followed Raw did a 1.14 for an additional 1,631,000 viewers. That's so sad. In total viewership, Tough Enough did better than last week's show. SmackDown last week did a 1.74 rating with a total of 2,793,000 viewers, down from the previous 1.96 and nearly 300,000 less viewers. Wow. And SmackDown's the best show. That is the wrestling show. Yeah. I love watching SmackDown. And Tough Enough's replay did better ratings probably than TNA. That sucks. Well, that's that's a given, though. That's been like that for a long time. ECW was getting better ratings than Impact. And it was going down the tubes before they canceled it. So that's, that's not too far out of the realm of believability. Well, and I know this for pretty much USA is available in more homes, I believe, than Spike TV. And like I said, people that watch, here's the thing, here's the, this is what bothers me about TNA being on Spike TV. When you watch Raw, you watch it on USA. Well, USA has a lot of, they bring a lot to the table because they've got a lot of programming that a lot of people watch. I mean, they have Psych, which I'm not sure why anybody watches it, but they do. They got my favorite show, which is White Collar. That is hands down my favorite TV show when it's on. They've got In Plain Sight. They've got all these, you know, USA-based television shows. That brings a lot to the table because people watch those and see advertisements for Raw. Does anybody watch anything on Spike TV other than TNA or maybe the, the you know, UFC crap? Every now and then I watch A Thousand Ways to Die. Well, once you've seen All Thousand, <laughs> you know. Well, there's some pretty funny episodes like the, like I understand the, bitch, that. Like the bitch that has sex with a cucumber and it gets infected and kills her. Or the bitch that swallowed a tapeworm to lose weight. 
Now, the one that gets me is the guy that used the old razor to shave, and he got a disease that infected his leg, and he died. Well, there was one with a chick, too, where she actually... Because I've used old razors to shave my face. I've been in the bathroom and gone, oh, shit, I'm out of razors. Oh, i still got this one. Yeah, I think there was, there was one where a chick did that, too, where she got flesh-eating disease, and it ate her face off. She died. But, I mean, other than that, do you really watch Spike TV for anything? No. You only go there for wrestling and maybe UFC if you're oh, into that. Well, I take that back. I, I I watch CSI when I get a chance to, too. I like that oh, show. Oh, they have CSI now? They have, they've had CSI, like, yeah, forever. Wow. I'll see. There you go. See, they used to have Unsolved Mysteries, but it was the Dennis Farina one. Right. It, right. Wasn't, it wasn't Robert Stack. It was Dennis Farina. And no offense That's, to Dennis Farina, not, but not the same. it's not Robert Stack. No. Back to the, the network. Movie. The network for men does nothing for this man, basically. Yeah, it really isn't. I mean, I, th- there's more entertaining shows on, uh, what is it, the network for women than on Spike TV. Sorry. It's, it's true. Let's see. Uh, did you catch Michael T.S. Hayes in a managerial role on this week's Superstars? Yeah, and apparently this is something new that the WWE is trying, and uh, hopefully it goes over because there's a, a need for some of these managers. Um Case in point, you know they're they're using Michael P.S. Hayes, who's one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, and there's rumor to be uh, more on the way with Arn Anderson possibly managing somebody. You know, we were talking about you know Jack Swagger early on. Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger, the All-American, American Oklahoma. The All-American, American, 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 American Oklahoma. See, here's the thing with Jack Swagger. Most people probably don't realize that, but. Coming into the WWE when he started working for ECW, the guy that was really behind him and really pushing for him to uh, be on the roster was Arn Anderson. I would love to see a guy like Arn Anderson get behind Jack Swagger and take him to that next level. I like Swagger. I think he's got tons of upside. And they've really utilized him as a goof. So maybe it's time to get serious with Swagger. I think tonight we might have seen a step toward that. My biggest problem was that he got beat by John Cena after just demolishing Cena. He gave Cena everything he had. And then Cena, just out of nowhere, the sunlight hits him and boom. It, just, it, yep. it bothered me. It bothered me. I really want to see something done with Swagger because I think he's a hell of a talent. And I think that a guy like Arn Anderson could really help establish him, especially as the mouthpiece. Because I don't think Jack is good on the microphone. I really don't. No, and, I mean, Arn Anderson can still talk, I'm sure, so, I mean, it's Tyrant. not like he has Tourette's or anything, so I'm sure he's going to be a better mouthpiece than Swagger would be. Tyrant is asking if Arn Anderson can work a mic. Are you fucking serious, Tyrant? Wow, have, really? Have you ever watched WCW? Do you know who Arn Anderson is? Do you know who AA is? Wow. I don't even know how to comment on that one. I don't think we should. I don't think we should. Moon on. I'm just I'm dumbfounded by that. But anyway, Michael P.S. Hayes has been brought in as a manager for Tyson Kidd. I think it's great for Tyson Kidd, but one has to wonder why Tyson Kidd. Yeah, what, what's this mean for the kid? I, I, I mean, mean is he, this usually means a push will ensue. Is that the case? Well, you know, the report was that they were looking at bringing in some managers to elevate main event talent. Now, I, I think Tyson Kidd's a great worker. On the mic, I think they should. I think they should bring in Samuel L. Jackson. There you go. You talk about a mouthpiece, Mm-mm, motherfucker. 
Yes, he deserved to get his ass beat, and I hope he burns in hell. You might even find a nigga too. You be fucking fat bitches in no time. Could you stop yelling at me? No, that's how I cut a promo, motherfucker. You see my movies? Mm-mm, bitch. <laughs> oh, this show needs therapy. We we both need some fucking therapy. <laughs> we really do. Anyway, like I was saying, back to the point at hand. I like PSAs. I think he's you know as as a founding member of the Freebird, uh, one of the greatest you know mic workers out there. Very talented guy. I you know and I like Tyson Kidd, but I I don't see the correlation between Tyson Kidd and Michael PSAs. I I don't. I don't either. I mean, I think of a guy like Tyler Rex that's got a great look, who can't really talk. Would be perfect for a guy like Michael Hayes. Not Tyson Kidd. But, again, I, that's just me. <laughs> the chat room. <laughs> oh, I love our chat room. They're, they're out there, aren't they? <laughs> the only group of people more fucked up than you and me. And that's saying something. There's motherfucking wrestling on this motherfucking WWE. No, there is no wrestling on WWE. At least not on Raw. It's all entertainment. Uh, apparently, Kelly Kelly was at the Hot 100 Maxim party. Mm, you hear Kelly about this? Kelly. I saw pictures. I guarantee you that. They held a party at uh, Eden in Hollywood, California, to honor the 100 ladies with tons of celebrities in attendance, including them. Uh, Kelly Kelly was also present for the party, looking wonderful in a silver and see-through dress that covered the yes. well most important parts. She looked good. And I know we mentioned this at the top of the uh, program, but unfortunately Brock Lesnar had to pull out of his UFC 131 fight where he was scheduled to take on Junior Dos Santos for the number one contendership to the UFC Heavyweight Championship. But due to a bout of uh, diverticulous, he is uh, unfortunately out. He's being positive and saying he's not retiring from MMA. And once he gets this under control, he's going to come back stronger than ever. So wish Brock the best of luck and hope that he does come back and does some major things in the UFC. And the biggest breaking news from, from uh, headlocks to headlines right now is that Ooh. Kelly Kelly is now single. Who is she dating? I have no idea. I, I mean, I don't care. I'd still fuck her, but I'm just saying. And since she, was just, like, she was like number 82 in the top 100. Something like that, yeah. She should have been much higher. If you go through that top 100... About half of the top 30 didn't belong in there. Right. And speaking of Brock Lesnar, his uh, his good friend and press agent, Paul Heyman, uh, was basically taken aboard to Spike TV to help guide Shane Carwin sell his UFC 131 fight against Junior Dos Santos as Shane Carwin, the guy that Brock Lesnar beat uh, last year, is now taking the place of Brock Lesnar. So they brought Heyman in to kind of help him out and do the promotion for the fight. That's a good thing. Heyman's good at that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Anthony brings up a point back to what we were talking about earlier about manager. William Regal would be another one that would be a great person to put in the managerial role until his contract runs out. Oh, Regal would be fantastic. You know, I, I'll tell you another guy that would be great as a manager. I mean, just... it would J.J. Sexay. Well, J.J. Sexay would definitely be a great manager, but... I'm not in the company. A guy that's in the company that I could see being just an awesome manager, Matt Stryker. 
Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. They, they've got butt hurt for him, though. I mean, take him out of the commentary booth. I don't know what he's done to piss them off. I, he's got a picture of Linda fucking a goat or something. I don't, I don't know, know, but he's in definite hot water. Because I think Matt Stryker would, would be a fantastic manager. I agree. I agree. He's got that way of making you not like him, Jericho-esque, by using all the big words, and I'm smarter than you, and I used to be a teacher, and blah, blah, blah. Well, he's a cocky motherfucker, and I think he would work perfect. He is, but he's a good guy, though, in real life, I think. I, I don't want to see Dusty Rhodes as a manager. I know that... Uh, Dusty would be a good manager for Cody Rhodes. He would be. What would Dusty do? I think I would have to just uh, stand outside the ring and, and watch my boy Cody Rhodes have his matches, if you will, with little right. Rey Mysterio, and where he ripped Uchiwawa. his arms off and fucked him in the eye socket, if you will. No, Dusty, no, Dusty, no, no, no more fucking skulls. No more ripping arms off, and we don't do that. We're PG, son. We're PG. <laughs> Somebody needs to educate Dusty that we don't rip off arms and fuck skulls on the WWE. We don't do it. That's what we call the skull fucking finale, baby. Oh, the skull fucking finale. Okay, that's enough, Dusty. I can't, you know. He's gone. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to have to get a handle on when that guy just steals a microphone at the household. And I know, dude. In. He does. He, he just does. He chimes I in mean, every once. I mean, I just, security. Come on, dude. Damn. <laughs> skull fucking finale. Are you kidding me on a PG show? Yeah. 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 It's pretty bad, man. It's pretty bad. So on that note, what's he got against little Ray Ray anyway? There's all kinds of wrestlers that have arms and skulls, and so he's always picking on Ray Ray. Oh, S.I. Gadaski, or Scrap Iron Gadaski in the chat says, Iron Sheik. Oh, God. Iron Sheik as a manager. I don't know about that what one. What would Sheik do if he was managing somebody? Fucking bullshit. Uh-oh. Sheiky, how are you? Fucking bullshit. What's bullshit, Sheiky? Jack Swagger, the fucking the bullshit with him. Jack Swagger put you in camel clutch, bring you back, fuck you in the ass, make you humble. Fucking bullshit. I guarantee you. Somebody get that man a drink. We, we should get Iron Sheik on the show sometime. Oh, no. No, no, oh, no, yeah. no, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can have that one on the That's all you. Controversial. That motherfucker. I'd say one word, he'd be like, I'll fucking break your ass and fuck you, Scotland. Uh-uh. Well, Sabre's talking about New Jack could be a manager. You know, I interviewed New Jack <laughs> once, and it was the scariest experience of my life. Yeah, but you I, got through the entire interview. I was afraid he was going to, you know, kill my ass, man. He's nuts, man. He is. He's, he's crazy. Certifiably fucking crazy. Like, he's got justifiable homicides on his record, man. Like, he'll pop a bitch in the eye and bust he, a hey, He's like Wayne Brady. He'll choke a bitch. I'm Wayne Brady, bitch. I'm rich, bitch. You know what? The theme of this show always comes back to the Dave Chappelle show. Why in the fuck did we get off on all this shit to begin with? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. You're, you must be running a fever, and I'm just not in a good mood. I think so. I think we're just trying to find something entertaining to talk about. Because Ross really wasn't. This is true. So I'll tell you what. Why don't we do this? Why don't we come back and pretend this is unplugged and talk about whatever the fuck we want? We're going to do that, yeah. When we come back from the break, I want you to talk a little bit about last night's uh, TNA pay-per-view. Do we got to? <laughs> well, I mean, you don't have to. I will. But, you know, I, I, I thought you wanted to get the viewpoint from the listeners on what they thought. I do have a question for the listener base. It gets a little deep, maybe. So, 
this next segment, people, is going to be very, very hindered on... Is that a word? Hindered? I made that up. Uh, we just made it a word, so that's good. Um, it's going to rely on your phone calls. Don't leave us hanging because I got a question that needs some answering. He going to ask you a question, and you better answer. Well, ask you a question. That's right. And if you don't call in, I'm going to send Dusty Rhodes to every one of your houses to rip your arm off and skull fuck you with a skull fucking finale. No, no, it's not, it's not Dusty. It's, it's Cody that does that. Oh, Cody's going to do it. Dusty just taught him how. <laughs> Dusty watches. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. It's got perverse. In polka dots? Yes, in his polka dot pants. His polka dot outfit. It's true. <laughs> it happens. Oh, I'm just a common man. All right. On that note, guys, we're going to come right back with more Wrestling News Live right here do on we, the SNS Radio Network. I almost forgot where I was. I almost said I plugged. I don't know. Well, when you mixed. do so many damn shows a week, it's 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 okay to get them mixed up. Exactly. I, yeah. Do you ever seen that show Dollhouse? No, but I know you've been watching the shit out of it. That's a fucking epic show, dude. It was only two seasons long, but it's fucking awesome. Basically, just real quick, let me tell you the premise of the show. Okay. You got go. these men and women who volunteer themselves to be dolls, and what it is is dolls. they get they get brainwashed. They have all these different imprinted minds in their bodies. So now, this out. is the one with Elijah Dushku, right? <laughs> yes. I'll watch her do anything. Well, you're, you're gonna, if you like her, you're going to love the show. Anyway, you get put in this chair, and they, they kind of brainwash you, and you become a totally different person. And, like, they send them out on missions, you know, to do stuff. Sometimes it's, you know, like sexual stuff where a guy just wants a girl for the night, and he imprints her with this different, you know, persona. So, anyway. I didn't print her, I didn't print her with something. I, I bet you would. The cool thing about it, the whole point about Dollhouse is that sometimes I feel like I'm one of these like brainwashed, imprinted people because I got all these multiple personalities in my head and I got all these different shows that I got to do. And from time to time, one of them leaks out and I forget that I'm doing this right. show because I think I'm doing this other show. And that was really the whole point I was trying to get to. Right. And the whole point I was trying to make is that I still, after listening to all that, would still fuck Elijah Dishku. Not many people wouldn't. It's true. I, wanna, I want her to have my baby. I bet you do. She's pretty hot in this, this show, man, so you'll like it. Yeah, on, that note, on that note, we are taking our commercial break. We're going to come right back. Lots to talk about. want to tell you about a couple new shows that are going to be making their way to the SNS Radio Network in the very, very near future, sooner than you can Word? Uh, sooner than you can say what? What? Exactly. On that note, guys, we'll be right back with more Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. Wah. This is Don Bronx, and you are listening to my close personal friends, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay, Wrestling News Live on the SMS Radio Network. This on the day of my daughter's wedding.
Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. Hi, gang. This is Mean Gene Okerlund from the WWE. And uh, you're listening to my very dear, close, personal friends, JJ and Trick. I bet those names are right. Yeah, I believe I do. Right here on Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. Good hello. I am Sergey Heminov, Russia's three-time World Rubik's Cube champion of the Rubik's Cube. When I relax, I like to make sexy with woman. But in spare time, I listen to radio on interwebs. I like to have opinion and ask questions to people who are the best. If you are like me and like to make sexy with woman and listen to radio, then you need to listen to what wood fans do. A show that is for the fans. The people like me, the people like you, and the people like me. Remember to send your emails for opinion, ideas, suggest, or Molotov cocktails to WWFD at ymail.com. Join Mr. Nem, Mr. Zod, and Mr. Diablo for what would fans do. Download every Saturday on here. The SNS Radio Network. Now join in in having some vodka. Oh, what? You're 15? Never too young to have vodka. Have some vodka. Hmm? No, it is quality vodka, not like this accent. Does listening to Wrestling News Live make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan? Would the Tray Dog drink Velvet Sky's bathwater? <sighs> well, hello there, Velvet. <laughs> that is some good bathwater, baby. Listening to Wrestling News Live does make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan, although it will not save you any money on your car insurance. Not getting enough TNA wrestling? It's time to join TNAondemand.com, the place to access over 300 hours of classic TNA programming, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. TNAondemand.com is the ultimate resource for pay-per-views and exclusive TNA programming. Log on to gain instant access to every TNA DVD ever released. Go to TNAondemand.com to get started right now. 
Sometimes, a simple touch can get you in the mood. And when the moment is right, you want to enjoy good entertainment. Unfortunately, <laughs> a serious condition called LOE, lack of entertainment, may cause drowsiness, boredom, or ED. Thankfully, there's WWE Over the Limit, the most stimulating event on TV. Live Sunday, May 22nd, only on pay-per-view. If your excitement lasts more than four hours, see a physician. back right here wrestling news live on the sns radio network i am jj still kind of sick all caps sexy but i'm hanging in there i'm persevering i feel better than i did yesterday better than i did two days ago so i guess that's a plus and joining me is the founder of wrestling news live my co-host my cohort in crime if you will since we are the quote-unquote bad boys of wrestling radio the trade dog what makes us so bad we don't give a fuck? I mean, that's that's just not nice to say that about anybody. Okay. To consider us the bad boys. I mean, what have we ever done? Well, what what have we what have we not done? That's true too. I mean, there, there's a lot of things that, you know, go hand in hand there, Trey. We've we've done a lot of a lot of crazy things in our tenure in, in wrestling radio. Yeah, yeah, I got the gray hair now to prove it. I'm starting to become the silver fox. No, I, I'm with you, man. I have to dye my hair every so often, too. So you got long hair, right? Uh, I do, yes. It's down past my shoulders. Now, mine is to my, past my collar now, or to my collar now, I guess I should say. It's driving me nuts. I ponytail it all the time, dude. I, I just well, I don't ever do I anything will. with it. I, just I will once it. it gets that long, but, man. Right now, it's just crazy insane. I hear you. I don't know what to do. I hear you. Well, but anyway, what I wanted to uh, basically say tonight to the listeners is it hit me today. Well, I guess it kind of hit me last night, but more so today after I did some reading. And I want everybody to be honest here. I don't want you just to say what you think I want to hear. I want you to be completely honest. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to be mad at you. I want your honest opinions. But I know that myself and Internet Dave last night held down the fort for the SNS flagship as we did our coverage of the TNA pay-per-view, Impact Wrestling pay-per-view, Sacrifice. And we started the show. We went over the card on paper. And I said then, this is a pay-per-view that on paper looks really good Hopefully, they won't let us down. And basically, I thought at the end of the night that the pay-per-view was better than it was on paper. I had a great time with the pay-per-view. There was not one match where I felt let down. I thought the TNA wrestlers or the Impact Wrestling wrestlers did a great job of busting their ass 
there were some matches that surprised me that I didn't expect to be that great, like AJ Styles and uh, Tommy Dreamer. I thought they put on a hell of a match. The time they had, they, they did a great job. I mean, Matt Hardy hasn't wrestled much lately, but put on a great show. And along with Chris Harris, who's basically been sitting at home, not doing a whole lot for about a year. He looked fine. I mean, he didn't. I thought he looked better than he did when he was Braden Walker in the WWE. I thought that he put on a decent match last night. It was the match of the night agreed to by both me and Internet Dave at the end of the night that the tag team match was the, the match of the night. You got Matt Hardy and a guy who hadn't wrestled in a year in the match of the night going against beer money. That means they must have busted their ass and done a great job. And so we cover the whole pay-per-view. I give it an A-plus because I was thoroughly entertained. Am I a TNA fan? Yes, I am. I thought that China and Angle was pretty much perfect. They didn't expose Karen Jarrett as not being able to wrestle because she didn't do anything but run from China, which is what she was supposed to do. I thought China looked strong because she put Jeff Jarrett in a couple of moves, and then she ended the night with the ankle lock and the pedigree. So I thought China looked strong going you know, further with her if she sticks around or not. But, I mean, she at least did what she was there to do, and that was dominate and look strong. She did that. Kurt Angle and Jeff Jarrett carried that match, and if you take the two women out of that, I thought Kurt and Jeff had a great match without the side, the side show of the women. The only match I missed was Robbie E. and Kendrick. I'm sure they did okay, but I didn't see it, so I won't comment on that match. With the time they had left, I thought Sting and, and RVD did a great job. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Sting went for the you know, death drop. RVD blocked it. Sting tried it again and nailed it. Got the one, two, three. I'm just not sure what anybody else could ask for. And then I turn on other wrestling shows that are on later that night. And the hosts are completely trashing the pay-per-view. Now, let me preface by saying the whole time Dave and I were doing our coverage on SNS, our listener base, you guys in the chat room and the people listening that don't chat but listen to the pay-per-view coverage, were calling in and, and saying it sounded like it sounds like a great show. Everybody in the chat room that after the show, barring one or two people, said that it was a great pay-per-view. That's what leads me to my question. Because other shows completely tore it apart from asshole to elbow. And not only did they tear it apart, but their listener base tore it apart. Their callers were calling in, tearing it apart. I got several links to several news websites that did their own coverage, and they all tore the pay-per-view apart. And if you could post at the bottom of that and talk about the pay-per-view, the readers of those sites all said the same thing and agreed that the pay-per-view sucked. So my question is, do we influence you that much to where you agree with us, or are these other sites just complete idiots? That's a good question. Go to the phone lines. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? Good hello there, Mr. JJ and Mr. Trey. My name is hey. Sergey Heminov. I am three-time World Rubik's Cube champion. Sergey, well, what's going on, buddy? Our first Russian listener. That's awesome. That's right. Well, 
Uh, you would be telling truth because uh, I did uh, catch replay of TNA pay-per-view or Impact Wrestling pay-per-view. And I did enjoy very much uh, TNA's best pay-per-view for quite some time. Well, good. I'm uh, glad that I'm not alone. Now, I got a question for you. Are you the Russian that beat Screech on Saved by the Bell and the chess championships? Uh, no, that was my older cousin, I believe. Okay, just making sure. Okay, I was just I, I wanted to make sure I had my my Russians in a row here. That is okay. I I, I think I am Vladimir Kozlov's sixth cousin, as we were both nice. born in form in former Soviet Union. So, nice, nice. So I, I want to make sure that we're not getting racial here, but you are a white Russian, correct? I would I, I would be a white Russian. Okay, yes, good. That's a, that's a beverage. That is a beverage. That, that's a cocktail, according to uh, the Big Lebowski. Oh, indeed. So you watched the I, TNA pay-per-view and you liked it very much? I did like it very much. I was not a fan of some of the matches or some of the storylines, but uh, uh, from uh, the previous impact uh, that week, uh, I, I was not really looking forward to said pay-per-view. But uh, after, uh, after watching it, I, I really enjoyed the pay-per-view. Well, you know, I mean, like I said at the beginning, on paper it looked good, and I thought by the end of the night that the actual matches and the actual show itself was better than what was advertised. When you get that in a pay-per-view, you have to feel good about what you just saw. And I just haven't found a website that agrees with me. And I'm guessing that maybe either they're idiots or I'm an idiot. I can't, I can't figure out which. Oh, I, I believe it could be the uh, internet wrestling community just likes to shit on over everything. Yeah, I mean, they'd bitch if they were hung with a golden rope. I've said that forever. <laughs> okay, I cannot, I cannot keep that up any longer. G'day, guys. What's up? <laughs> the gig is up. The gig is up. We have slapped Sergey with Matt Hardy's penis. <coughs> that was a good yeah, Russian that's, accent that's, you had going there for a while, though. I have to give you credit. Thanks, man. You sort of... You sort of, you sort of got me off a little there. I was, I, I was like, man, uh, like sooner or later I'm just gonna piss myself laughing. And, 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 and <laughs> I had to look at the call log to see who was on the phone because I didn't know who it was. It is hard to keep Russian accent for a long time, you know. It, yes, it does it's gone. I was gonna ask you on a scale of one to five bottles of vodka, what would you give the pay per view? Well, probably about a four and a half, but only if it is stored proof. Gotcha. <laughs> I would I would give it four and a half, and then I would go drink some vodka, and uh, wrestle bear like my cousin Zangief. <laughs> but only, only if you are over the age of four and a half, then you can have some vodka. You must you must get off the breast milk early. Now they say in Russia, if there's grass on the field, play ball. So hey, <laughs> hell yeah. And um, I, I've had a. Uh, it, it was actually kind of weird uh, looking at the TNA pay-per-view because from the previous imp- from the previous um, impact, uh, the triple threat with Crimson Abyss and Samoa Joe, the whole thing with Jeff and Kurt, um, even t- even to a lesser extent, the whole uh, Anderson thing. I, I just did not want to watch that pay-per-view. And I was like, really? you know what? Stop it. I'll give. Yeah, I was just I was fed up with that impact because. They had so many things, because I know they're weeks in advance, but I was looking at it, I'm thinking, they've got so many things lined up here, what, like, why are they integrating four or five different things at once? It's, I just lost myself half, halfway through the show, yeah. and then I watched, I watched, watched, watched the pay-per-view, and I think the previous best from what I saw with this was, I'm, I'm going back here a bit, um, uh, the best pay-per-view that I can remember, 
Sacrifice 2009, I believe, was right. the last was the last best pay per view. Not Sacrifice, sorry. No, uh, No Surrender 2009 was the best pay per view that I can pre that I can previously remember. If, if anyone's got anyone better than that, please. See, please that's JJ's. Me. That's JJ's role because once it happens, I forget. Like by by this Sunday, when. Um, I joined the SNS crew for their uh, WWE coverage. I will have forgotten what happened on Sunday with TNA. <laughs> this is true. You know, you, you, I will. You bring up some good points, Nim. I actually, I know people are going to be like going nuts when I say this, but this is Nim on the phone, by the way, everybody. Not, not, not. Yeah, hello, Federer. Yeah, Sergey's gone. <laughs> we we hit him with Matt Hardy's penis and moved on. Um, but surprisingly enough, on Thursday, I literally DVR'd Impact because you know it was a big night. Big night for the company, and I wanted to see what they had in store, how it was going to play out. And much like Nima just talked about, I talked to Trey late Thursday night and told him I had watched the show. And I said, they've got so much build going into this pay-per-view, and they debuted everybody on one night. Why couldn't they have, over the course of the weeks, had Mick Foley revealed as the network, had Chris Harris debut at the pay-per-view, had China debut maybe the week before to kind of build things to keep you watching the show rather than put everything all on one show and be like, oh, look at us. I really felt like they needed to have something that made you want to tune back in week after week. But and I, I agree with you on that, but I think, like I said that night, the reason you don't debut Harris on the pay-per-view is because people were expecting it to be the Hardy Boys versus Beer Money, and you had a a ration of butt hurt the size of Vicky Guerrero's ass if you would have said, oh, nope, it's not the Hardys, but thanks for your money. Yeah, but at the same time, it's a smart business move. Look, I know people would have been bitching, oh, we expected Jeff Hardy. But the whole point of having a mystery opponent is that he's a mystery opponent. It did nothing for Chris Harris to walk out there and his and name to flash anything. on the screen before he even walked out. I thought, yeah. wow, what a way to blow that. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you on that. I mean, I I, I, I could go uh, either way on that one. Um, I, I agree with you that they shouldn't have put all three big surprises on one show. However, with that being said, I will uh, contradict myself by saying I thought it was a very good go-home show for their pay-per-view, unlike what we saw tonight. Well, everything tied together nicely. I'll give it that. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't change my opinion. I still am boycotting TNA. They're going to have to do more than have one or two good shows to bring me right. back over you know, to that side of the fence. It's going to take consistency. In due time, my friend, in due time. Well, I hope that you're, you're right. I will say this. We don't do spoilers, and I'm not going to start here. But I did read a spoiler report tonight for the Impact tapings. Right. And they have completely changed the look of the Impact Zone. They have a completely new set. And now the colors... It looks like they're trying to steal the colors from Unplugged. Well, it looks like they're stealing the colors from the SNS Radio Network. We use blue and white. SmackDown uses blue and white. There's a reason behind that. When I moved Unplugged over to to Friday nights to cover SmackDown, the whole theme of the network went to blue and white. Now TNA... Except for Wrestling News Live. (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. Now TNA Impact has gone blue and white. And from what I understand, there's a blue ring apron, there's blue ropes. So apparently, yep. Impact Wrestling now resembles SmackDown. Yeah, okay, I can see that. I, I just, again, of all the colors in the world, why 
why, why? Do you well, they were red and black, so they went to blue and white. They they couldn't have went back to purple <laughs> and yellow like old WCW or I don't know gold and, and because then you just said of all the colors they went to purple and gold. They're already being compared to WCW now. What the fuck they're trying to look like them? Well, now they're trying to they're trying to compete with SmackDown. They're trying to look like SmackDown. I mean, it's oh, or, or maybe God. more importantly, maybe more Hang importantly on. than that, they're trying to steal my idea of the SNS Radio Network and look like us. And the dish ran away with the spoon. Here's the thing. What was Thunder's colors? Blue and white. Were they? Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. And Thunder was on? Thursdays. Thursdays. Thank you. Head to head with SmackDown, which was also yep. blue and white. Yeah. Which I just, I just, I just, find, it, I just find it weird that... that, that um, well, Thursdays are Thursdays fucking blue and white day, okay? <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> it's... There's also this thing right now is that um of what of of what of, of what I was also thinking from when uh uh from like that I remember when TNA debuted with the six sided ring and I just went man that's not gonna work out that just I don't I don't I don't like that couple of months later I'm like you know what they're actually doing some pretty cool stuff with that now that they've gone now they've had they've had the four sided ring now for well, about uh, about 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 a year and a half now. Now, uh, now I know that everyone for about since that whole time has been screaming at TNA to go back to the six sided ring. Not gonna happen. If yeah, if they go back to that six sided ring now, I think they're basically saying, you know what, we give up. We don't. We tried. We, we tried the traditional stuff. We're not. No. We're no, not actually doing it. Hulk Hogan even said. Two things that came out of that man's mouth this week that I agree with. The six-sided ring is an attraction. It makes them look like an indie fed. That's why they got rid of it, and I agree. Number two, the reason for the changing of the name. And JJ and I said this for nine years now. He said, when I go into a business meeting with people like McDonald's or Microsoft or some big company that TNA is trying to spark a relationship with or a partnership with, he said, I go in there and introduce myself. Of course, they know who I am. I'm Hulk Hogan. But I tell them that I'm with TNA Wrestling, and if they don't know who that is, it takes me 15 minutes to explain to them that we're not a bunch of people wrestling outside a, 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 you know, a group of strippers. Sure. You know? Yeah. He said, by the time I explain to them, that there is no T and there is no A in wrestling, that it's all just like they see on the WWE side of things, I've already lost them as a potential partner. That's the reason for the name change. Yeah, but they're, they're still being called TNA. I mean, regardless. Well, they're going to phase that out. Well, good. They need to. Happen. They need to. They're going to phase that completely out. Watch and see. Well, that's, and that's what they Just need like to. they phased out the NWA, eventually TNA will be phased out. Well, and it will be and, impact wrestling. And another thing as well that I agree with Hulk Hogan. I I I was reading of uh, uh, sorry, I was reading what he said. And uh, again, the like you Trey, the only thing I'm basically agreeing with him here is that. And and I was going to be hard, but Spike TV is what's holding them back. Yeah, because, and it probably wouldn't be a yeah. good idea for uh, Spike TV executives to hear Hogan say some of the shit he said this week. Oh yeah, but probably not. Probably <laughs> after, not. After that, oh god, it's it was sort of like the. Uh, but he's the, right. Said, he's right, he, though. He's, he's got he's a point. Dead right. Yeah, I mean, he's dead right. they don't advertise for shit, 
And that's part of the network's fault. Nope. I, know, I, it's, as, it's as much TNA's fault as it is the network's. I would agree. Did, did you hear about, uh, I meant to mention this earlier, but apparently TNA's got some billboards now that have come <laughs> out. And they, they've put a couple of billboards uh, pretty close to the WWE headquarters in Hartford, Connecticut. Okay, Have you heard this story or not? But Jim Ross was uh, talking about it earlier today, and he said, I guess the, the benefit of them doing that is that now some people in the WWE know that there's a TNA wrestling. I guess, yeah. He's making a point. So, hey, at least the marketing's working from one standpoint. I don't know what the purpose is putting it by Vince's office to try to piss him off. I mean, Vince probably looks at that and says, that's funny. I'm sure he doesn't have a, a hateful response to it. I mean, because at the end of the day, whether Vince McMahon wants to admit it or not, he wants competition. Right. And do you think if the, the WWE needs to advertise on billboards? That's retarded. They've done it, though. But they don't need to now. No, but they've done it. So, um, real quick, I want to I want to wrap this up with Nim. Well, I wanted to bring this up. Uh, you're going to be debuting a new show. Yes, yes, I am. Uh, starting this Saturday, archived because it's because it's obviously Tate's, but archived here on the SNS network. Uh, we've got a we've got a new show. D- um, WWFD. What would fans do? Uh, we basically implore. Everyone out there to send us in your wrestling opinions, questions, suggestions, hate mail, no matter what the fuck you send in. But it, it's it's one of those things that I really want the it, it, it's I know every show says yes yes it's the fan show it's the fan show and I don't really want our show to be based purely on emails because obviously we're going to talk about wrestling news as well. But we want to see what impacts the wrestling community the most, and if it's just like one email saying, hey, I think Randy Orton sucks, unless this massive opinion on why, he, on why he sucks, man, I'm going to read it. I'm going to, our, uh, our, my co-hosts are going are to read it as well, the mastermind Zodiac and the only Hispanic gold medalist in the history of Sunday Night Showdown. It's uh, not Mr. swimming, is it? Mr. No, it's not, actually. It's not, it's not swimming. Uh, I'll reveal more, I'll, re- I'll reveal more. More details on the uh, on the debut right archive, uh, so but it's the secret of how he is actually a gold medalist. He didn't lie to steal, did he? No, no, no. It wasn't wasn't like uh, Eddie Guerrero in the two thousand five Rumble. Well, then he obviously wasn't number. trying. You can tell him I said that. Holy oh, yeah. shit! We've got somebody in the chat room that I haven't seen in forever. Tom from Tom's River. Yeah, he's been back in recently. In the chat room? Are you kidding me? I've seen him a lot <laughs> recently. Yeah, he's he's back. Tom from Tom's River is in the chat room. Oh, my God. I haven't seen that guy in years. It's been a while, God, that man. Makes me, that makes me feel fucking old, man. You are fucking old. That's a problem. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> the sad thing is I'm older than you. I was like, you're older than I am. What the hell are you going on about that for? Yeah, well, you're only as old as you feel, bitch. And That's I don't right. feel old. So, so WWFD, what would fans do? Yep. Sending you They're your doing this Saturday. Yep, if you guys want to send in your emails, wwfd at ymail.com. I've got some beauty so, so far. Absolutely fantastic fantastic emails, but I like to keep more coming. Keep them coming, guys. wwfd at ymail.com. Awesome. All right. Well, Dan, well, we, we look, need to we'll put look a to link it, to that on the website somewhere so people can just go find it and email you directly. Yeah, no I'm, I'm going but, to. Uh, as a matter of fact, send that to me after the fact, and I will get it archived up on the uh, the chat room where I've got all the email addresses. And, and send me an email with the show's logo, and I'll put it on the affiliate part of Wrestling News Live. Absolutely. Ah, yeah, actually. I actually 
I actually got a logo made up as well. So yeah, no problem. We got, at all. A, we got a listener too. That's right. So oh, we'll, we'll oh, definitely you know, uh, three or four. We'll help it out. But uh, I'm looking forward to listening to the show on Saturday, and you guys should give it a check out. What would fans do? Thank you very much, guys. And uh, as uh, as uh, as Sergey would say, if you are not Russian, you must not you must not have vodka. Here, come on, everyone, mm-hmm. have, have some vodka. Have some vodka. We'll make some sticky time. Dosvedonia, comrade. <laughs> we will talk to you later. Das Badania. Thanks, guys. All See right. you later. Thanks, Dan. Later. All right, so that was Nam. He's going to be debuting his new show this Saturday. Archive only, so uh, it'll be a podcast that you'll be able to get every Saturday right here on the SNS Radio Network. There is another show that's going to be making its way here, and I'm still working the uh, finalities of that. <laughs> but uh, I, he's actually Another in the, show on the network? Yeah, God, exactly. Damn. Uh, he's actually in the chat room right now. We Sean Beckerman. This, shit. this is getting out of hand. It is. Sean Beckerman in the chat room. He's going to be debuting a new show here in the very near future on the SNS Radio Network. And tomorrow, another Sean. Uh, we got another Sean. This one is a professional ring announcer, so it's going to be fun. But uh, I am going to debut some preview audio starting tomorrow of his podcast that he calls Beyond the Bell. And in this first episode you're going to listen to, he basically runs down the top 25 entrance themes of all time and gives his, his thoughts on those themes. But uh, I will put that up for the SNS family tomorrow for you guys to listen to. Uh, again, Sean Beckerman, give him, a lo- uh, give him a listen and check out Beyond the Bell. He's going to be bringing that show right here to the SNS radio network Beyond in the very the Bell. near future. So the network is continually growing, guys. If we embrace these shows, then by God, you should too. And hey, here's another plus for all you guys that d- despise me out there. It's just two more shows I'm not on. Uh, there you go. Hey, hey and uh, as far story. as the doghouse goes, fuck, there's not a day of the week to put the show on now. <laughs> uh, we still don't, we, as far as I know, we still don't have anything on Thursdays, Trey. Oh, fuck off. And that, that is your show, by the way. Yeah, I know, but I, it's just my work schedule, dude. It even got worse this year because now instead of getting off work at 10.30, I get off work at 11. So that makes it even later for me to get home and start the show. You know what you should do, seriously? What's you, that, You partner? should do a doghouse that's just a podcast. Pre-recorded? Pre-recorded. You should watch Impact and give your thoughts on it. Hmm. That's what your doghouse should And if you want to talk you know, sports or whatever else you want to talk about on the doghouse. You know, and just pre-record it. Put it up as a podcast until you're ready to go live. And there. Then you're bringing the doghouse back to the fans. You have an email address. Take emails. I, I do. Yeah, so, I do. You know, do it. That's what I would do. <laughs> Review porno and wrestling. But I, I've, got, I've got so many damn radio shows now, I don't know what to do. So, Yeah, um, Mac Daddy, we can talk some Cardinal baseball. This is true. Actually, Acer, uh, he says, I hope Trey's mixer works again. Um, I have uh, figured out a way in my infinite wisdom, how to bypass needing a mixer. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. Um, and this is a really neat little deal I learned a few weeks ago. Basically, if you take a cable that is the, uh, you know, just one little, uh, they make them that are only about four Trey. or five inches long, as Trey. a matter of fact, Trey. radio show. hold on a second. Swax, I'm going to bitch slap you into next week. Do it on Blog Talk Radio? <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody kick him for that? <laughs> Fuck. That's kind of funny right there. Oh. That's why I have a network, you dipshit. Oh. Uh, anyway, so bypassing the mixer for anybody who wants to. Here's Wrestling Radio Tip 102. <laughs> for anybody who wants to bypass needing a mixer, 
the reason you need a mixer, right, is so that the people that are listening hear what you hear. And when you take a phone call, they've got to be able to hear both sides of the conversation, which is why you usually would need a mixer. Um, but you don't. Are you trying to give people more competition for us? Come on, man. I'll just tell you how you can bypass the mixer. <laughs> You're making it so that every guy with a headset right now could do a radio show. Yeah, never mind. I'm done talking. Yeah, hush. On that, on that note... Needless to say, I know how to fucking do it now, so I don't have to fucking have a mixer. That's right. Don't, don't be giving out that information. That's sacred. That, and I bought, I bought an, 80 pair, an $80 pair of headphones today, so... Well, that'll do it. But uh, let's go to the phone lines right now. Joining us here on Wrestling News Live, who's this? This is ring announcer Sean Beckerman. Hey, guys. How are you? We're good, Sean. Hey, what's up, Sean? I just want to give a quick call. Say I'm very excited to be a part of the family and uh, starting out coming up this week. And uh, I just want to get the feedback from the fans after you post the first episode and see if we want to do a live show going forward. And uh, it's more of a nostalgia feel we'll have for this Beyond the Bell podcast. Well, I do know that the listeners on this network prefer a live show because they like to call in. You'll get a lot of the same callers every week, but that's okay. Uh, they're dedicated. They're here every week. And uh, so why we've always called our listeners the family because they're more than just listeners to us. You know, like if a guy goes missing for a couple of weeks, we start to worry about him because they're part of the family. Um, you know, it's a great place to put your show. And, and I think that, you know, not just saying because we're promoting you, you'll do well, but you'll do well regardless. But at least you'll have an implanted family listener base that will... uh be behind you but i do know for a fact that this group of insane bastards like live over archive every, every chance they get that's great great yeah i want to get feedback from all the fans uh i want this to be a little different feel than the other shows where we get to look back at some of our most favorite or least favorite moments in wrestling history so we can get a nice discussion going that sounds like a lot of fun man because i i love nostalgia i'm always bringing up useless tidbits of trivia yeah he's your man that's for sure all right, great. I'm excited. Thanks again, guys, and I look forward to the feedback. All right, Sean, I will talk to you tomorrow. We'll get everything worked out, buddy. Perfect. All right, have a good night, bro. Take care, Trey Dog. Bye, guys. Later, buddy. All right, once again, guys, that was ring announcer Sean Beckerman, who's going to be coming to the network with Beyond the Bell. Looking forward to that show. And I can't wait to post this show for you guys tomorrow because it's a good listen. You'll, you'll, you'll really enjoy it. And it's different. It's not your everyday, ordinary wrestling radio show either. So. Absolutely, it's not. So, And that's... That's one thing about this network that I like. Not only are we growing, but I think it's diverse in the programming. Even the shows yeah. that I'm on multiple times a week, they're all different. Well, they each have a different personality. They each have a, it has a different feel to it. You know, um, I got to say, I, 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 you know, this is just me patting you on the back or, you know, jerking you off or anything, but Unplugged has come so far that, you know, it's just, to me, I enjoy listening to it because of the, 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 the video gaming aspect and the fact that, you know, it's right after SmackDown, a show that I don't get to see a whole lot of, so I depend on it for my SmackDown updates. And uh, you're doing a great job on that show. I really enjoy it. Thanks, man. You know what? I have a lot of fun doing it. So, I mean, that's when, when I stop having fun doing it, there's no reason to do it anymore, right? So Exactly, exactly. So let's go back to the phone lines. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? Get ready to bow your head and put a dollar in the collection plate. Uh-oh. In the house. 
The Pope is in the house. Cue the music. Do we have a sermon this afternoon or this evening, Pope Alicious? Yeah, I got one for you, man, because I heard y'all were in a pretty bad mood today, so I got something that can cheer you up. All right, well, hit that music, my friend. Let's testify. Well, brothers and sisters, here we are again on Brinson News Live. Now, what do I got to say about tonight? Our good friends, JJ and the Trey Doll, are getting called out every week by other wrestling radio shows for something. They're stealing our interviews now. But if you think about it, as the old saying goes, People will imitate those that are more successful than them. And I think we all know that Trey Dog and JJ are the most successful motherfuckers in this wrestling radio game. They're free time, free time, kind of free time wrestling radio show of the year award winners. They've won best new show, best male interview of the year. And there's plenty more to come, brothers and sisters. So from now on, if anyone calls our wrestling news off, then you just tell them like this. Do you get, if you get what wrestling news writers got, then you come back. And you say, you, you can come back first and talk shit. But until you get that, you can shut the fuck up because you got nothing on wrestling news live. Wrestling news live, where's this shit? We're our number one. The fans are number one. We've got the best. we got the best fans, the best hosts, the best moderators, the best shows. Everything is the best about this network. And brothers and sisters, in conclusion, I'm going to say it like, say it again. If you want to get released, when these other shows get what we get, you know they can come talk shit to JJ and Trey Dog. But until then, they just shut the fuck up. Reach home, brother. Amen. Now that was the gospel, according to the Pope. That was a promo right there. Somebody just got promoed. No shit. That's good stuff, Pope. We appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Enjoy that L.A. Noir. You know I'm going to enjoy that, brother. Damn. I want to play that, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to finish Mafia 2, and then I'm going to get my L.A. Noir on. Yeah. Come back on uh, on Friday. We're going to talk about that on Unplugged, man. Definitely. This is Tyrant. Uh, yeah, I'm just calling in. It's my first time. What's okay. up, man? What's up? Who's this? Who the hell did you call? I fucking called Wrestling News Live. Oh, well, sorry. That's this, who this you is, got, then. This is Domino's Pizza. <laughs> Thank you for yeah, right. My name is Abu. Huh? What? I don't know who's talking, that's all. He, he, didn't, he didn't call a cab, Trey. Oh, my bad. <laughs> What's up, man? What's on your mind? Yeah, I, I'm just thinking this little Anthony motherfucker. I'm fucking with Fertavius. He, he jumps on my case. I fuck with Sean. He jumps on my case. I fuck with Bronx. He jumps on my case. It's like, motherfucker, I've been here a while. That's how we do. We jump on each other's case and fuck up. That's right. Y'all motherfuckers and need to get he along. Like, he's all like, no, we all need to treat each other respectfully. Motherfucker, I'm joking with these motherfuckers. Motherfucker need to, like, recognize. My guy takes somebody's weed. <sighs> Somebody just doesn't know how to recognize. Y'all motherfuckers know, right? That's the problem in the world today. We just don't recognize 
each other correctly. What? I know. He's all like, no, let's treat each other respectfully. It's like, mostly that's how we get here. That's how we get along. We follow each other. That's that's the way we do. You got to get what you get. No shit. Before you get your shit got. Right. I mean, if I call me the cocksucker, I mean, he's going to call me something back. I mean, we just fuck with each other. He's all like, no, no, no. This is like he's got two fingers in the air. Like, no, no, no. Peace, motherfucker. No, we fucking around, motherfucker. That's right, motherfucker. Motherfucker, you just got here. Welcome to the club. I think Bay says it right. Tyrant is hilarious. Tyrant, are you high? No, I'm fucking drunk as a motherfucker, though. And I ain't talking about no fucking, like, hyped up and shit. I'm talking about, like, two four locos. 12%, motherfucker. What's four loco. It's that shit that was killing college because they had caffeine and then they took all the caffeine out of that shit, so I had to throw oh, in five yeah, hour yeah, energy yeah, drink. Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing I'd that. make my own moonshine. Well, there you go. Right. Is that Man, so we appreciate the call. Anything else you want to add before we have to let you go? No, because no, Anthony needs to quit being a little bitch. Everybody stop being bitches. We're here right. to get along. We all get I along. Mean, can we just stop being bitches? I mean, damn. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think I've put that. I know, right? No more bitches and no more, no more bitches. Dumb. <laughs> all right, Trey. All right, Tyra. Thanks for the call, Bird. man. You guys get along in the chat, man. All this right, is, I'll this is crazy. All right, buddy. Peace. All right. <laughs> All right, we're going to close it out with some emails and get the fuck out of here, people. I tell you, it just wouldn't be wrestling. Fucking talk to me life. like that. What? Bitches. Bitches. <laughs> Read my email, bitch. <laughs> oh, it's getting interesting up in here. All right, let's go to the emails. I got mail. Yay! I got mail. Yay! Of course you have an email, you idiot. Just read it. Bitch. All right, this first one comes to us from our brother, T.M. Bronx, the Don Bronx. The Bronx father. If you will, the Bronx father. Apparently, it's his daughter's wedding day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's doing a favor for the family. Exactly. Kiss the hand. Not so, the foot. The hand. The title of this email is Stepping Up. Ooh. So I watched Sacrifice last night whilst enjoying listening to SNS and was very pleased. TNA did a great job on this particular pay-per-view. And Trey and Dave did a fantastic job on SNS. I had a great oh, time. Trey, you fucking rule. Even though I have no clue who the fuck your co-host was. I'm blushing. Now, I have been on the fence with TNA a lot. I've criticized them. But in my fair Libra fashion, only when I felt they deserved it. The Jeff Hardy situation really pissed me off. To the point where I stopped watching for quite some time. But I figured why not let one loser, why let one loser ruin it for me? Last night was wrestling, pure and simple. Hardly any interviews, just match-to-match wrestling. Well, there really wasn't a whole lot of backstage segments. Now, now I think about it. Now, this is a type of shot TNA could be taking at the WWE, very subtle, yet very deliberate. I'm writing this email before Raw because we are into finals now, and I have to get up hella early. I was shocked last night when looking at a poll on a wrestling news site that Sacrifice was given one out of five stars by a majority of voters. The, right. the poll says the same thing today. Really? Really? I mean, come on. Now it's just a matter of motherfucking hate just to hate. 
it's a matter of fucking marks simply following a trend. If you think that one star pay-per-view, then either you're a follower of trends on the net or you're the lowest of marks who should never, ever comment on wrestling. It's been said many times before that no one on this show or network doubts the wrestling talent in TNA. But last night was a great show. And this coming from a man who has watched wrestling for 25 plus years, so I know a little bit about it. Everyone is butthurt about TNA hiring China. Getting back to work is part of recovery. And my girl looks great. I've always been a China fan. And I really hope she, does it. she keeps it together. God bless her. So to the IWC, I say be fair, damn it. I am sure that if JJ were to watch the show from last night, he would agree it was good. Because JJ has always been fair. Yet, I can understand why he's been pissed off at TNA. But when the company does right, you have to give them props. And huge props to TNA for an entertaining pay-per-view. I want to close with a joke. What did Cody Rose say to his father after skull-fucking Sammy Davis Jr.? Drum roll, please. Dad, I really tapped that glass last night. Yes, the 7.30 show is different than the 9.30 show. Try the veal. I'll be here all week. Don Bronx. And the punchline was what? <clears throat> what did Cody Rhodes say to his father after skull-fucking Sammy Davis Jr.? Dad, I really tapped that glass last night. Sammy Davis Jr. had a glass eye. Oh, I didn't know that. He tapped that glass. I didn't know that. Dude, if I have to explain the joke to you, it's not that funny. No, I, I, I didn't know he had a glass eye. I had no idea. Yeah, he had a glass eye. I just knew that he was a tap dancer. <clears throat> I, mean, I, broke it, I broke that down last night. And apparently, according to TM Bronx, Cody Rhodes tapped that ass, or that glass. Either way. Either way. So the next email comes to us from, uh, from our good friend DJ. I <clears throat> tapped that glass. That's not cool. It's Bronx, man. It's Bronx. Over the, the Bronx limit. Stoller says, I tapped that glass. That's sickening. <laughs> you started the shit. Don't, don't act like you didn't start the shit. I started Sammy Davis Jr. I, I never said nothing about you. You started the whole skull eye. fucking arm ripping bullshit. Hey, it's not my fault they brought up Cody Rhodes need to be in Mortal Kombat. That was funny as shit. I had to, I had to agree with that. Yeah, I, I need a new promo out of Unplugged for that one. Because that, that's a good one. Over the limit. What? Netflix is fucking awesome. What? You want to know why? WWE documentaries. Yes, Up the yin yang. Fuck you guys. I don't get that shit in Canada. I don't understand. I don't either. I don't either, but it's just the way it is. Licensing is different. Now, somebody brought up a good point last night. Why is there no TNA uh, documentaries on there with all their shit? Um, Because nobody knows who TNA is. Netflix isn't aware they even do videos. It's true. Anyway, uh, I've watched everything from the Bret Hart story to John Cena's bullshit. Of course, those are fucking awesome. I also watched the true story of WrestleMania. That awesome. had me thinking, wow, this is the reason I started watching the world of professional wrestling. The WCW story was kind of sad, but it has truth of how they fucked up, period. But it's also a one-sided mm-hmm. view. Dusty Rhodes was a huge star along with Ric Flair, the American dream. What? I don't know I'm if you noticed, JJ, man. but I was on the Wikipedia, and last year John Cena had an I quit with Batista. It was a 20-minute match. Royd said, I quit. That was a great match. Eight matches... On last year's pay-per-view, but six this year. Two matches cut. What? Big Show and Kane retain the belts from CM Punk and Royds Jr. What? Mysterio defeats R-Truth. Match of the night. What? Ezekiel Jackson defeats Wade Barrett for the Intercontinental Championship. What? What? Orton retains the belt over Christian. WWE won't push this fucking guy. 
Vince, go fuck karma. What? Lawler defeats Cole. This storyline fucking ends. End this shit. End this shit. Even Dusty Rhodes agrees. What? I tell you something, DJ. This shit needs to end Sunday. Hell yeah. What? The Miz defeats John Cena. What? What? Pay-per-view dates for WWE are so fucking stupid. What? September 18th, 2011, Night of Champions. October 2nd, 2011, Hell in the Cell. October 23rd, 2011, Uprising. What? Three pay-per-views in a span of six weeks. They better have some good fucking stuff going on. Thanks for the show. Keep up the great work. The interview on uh, Val with Road Dog was lame. Horrible. What? It is what it is. And that's going to conclude our emails for tonight. What? That's it? That's it. That's all we got? That's all we got for tonight, buddy. Yeah, I had to go skull fuck somebody. Let me double check just to make sure. How are my people in, uh, where are they from? Uh, Burkina Faso. Burkina Faso, yeah, how are they? Let me see. I haven't looked. I haven't checked in on that for a while, but I'm pretty sure we've got a lot of stuff from Burkina Faso. Those poor let's bastards. see. Let, let's open it up and see we've, what we got. We've turned our backs on the listener base in Burkina Faso. I know. I hate to think that we do that, but from time to time, it just you know, you have to. We can send Dusty Roads down to Burkina Faso and just settle shit. We could do that. We really could. Let's see. Hmm. Ah, we have one. Shut your face, Snookum Dumplings. But guess what? It's not from Burkina Faso. Where is it from? Hello. I am Mrs. Faiza Mohammed Abunaga. Oh, I know that bitch. I came across your contact through the Chambers of Commerce. Right. Yeah, Before I proceed to my further explanation, I would like to apologize to you in any case of inconveniences this proposal might cause you since we have not met each other before. I was an okay. inner cabinet member and the minister of planning and international cooperation of the Arabic Republic of Egypt. Oh, I'm big with those folks. They, they, they like me a lot. Until the ouster of the protracted regime of President Hosni Marabek through a bloody... Oh, Hosni's, done, oh, Hosni's been ousted? Yep. The revolution in February of 2011. The, hey, reason, hey. the reason I'm contacting you is that I'm hopeful <laughs> that you will be of great assistance to me. As I write this mail... I'm very desperate situation. I need oh, some critical help. Desperate. The I'm, Switzerland, like get this, the Switzerland government has freezed my entire assets in this country. Oh, snap. <laughs> Fucking Swiss, man. God damn, the Swiss, they got cheese and a knife. Is that not enough? <laughs> oh, the possessions that I and my husband secured in Egypt are gone. Virtually everything I have suffered for over the years is gone. God damn it. However, I still have within my reach the total sum of U.S. $21,700,000. U.S. dollars, mind you. Because <laughs> I wouldn't do anything for anything less. And this is all I have to fall back to. Oh, you poor bitch. The said sum of this proceeds I got from numerous payback contract deals between my office and some multinational companies when I was still in office as minister. In the midst of my present troubles and uncertainties, I got the assistance of my attorney to move and deposit the fund into a security company. Good move. Good move. The fund cannot be traced as we speak because there is no documentation showing that I received such a sum. But due to the current situation in the country and because of the crackdown on all Mubarak's cabinet members and associates by the new ruling, Supreme Military Council... 
I cannot make use of the money within or around here. Thus, I seek your help, Trey Dog, in moving out the fund. Well, let me tell you here, Hot Rod. Um, first thing you need to do is invest in cocaine. Well, hold on. You haven't got to the best part yet. Okay. Bearing in mind, you may want to assist me. I have decided to part with 30% of my money, which is no. 6510000 Okay, okay. So if you accept to assist me to ensure the fund is moved, we shall share the ratio of 70% for me, 30% for you. I intend to invest my entire 70% share in your country. Finally, I passionately appeal for you to accept me. You should hold my request on topmost confidentiality. The only thing that makes this work in life is trust. Please respond to me at your earliest convenience if you are willing to assist. Best regards, Miss Faja If Emma Well, baby, look. As I appreciate your six million dollar offer, I, I appreciate the fact that you're going to invest the rest of your seventy percent in my country because we could use your money. Um, Trey, d- do you realize something? If you t- if you actually help her with this, you could yes. literally be the six million dollar man. I could be the six million dollar man, and I could be a winner with Publisher Clearinghouse. You could be. Um, I think what she needs to do is take her American money and diversify that in large amounts of cocaine. Distribute that in smaller baggies to people in her country. Where's she from? Uh, Egypt. Egypt. Yeah. They like cocaine there. Lots of Egyptians. That's why they started walking funny. They were snorting cocaine. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. It's a hell of a drug, but it will make you some money in a hurry. So diversify... Your your money into smaller baggies of cocaine and distribute that amongst your Egyptian brethren, and you'll have all your money back that the other country took from you in the first place. There you go. I was just going to say, you know, climb up the top of a period uh, a pyramid and cop a squat and be done with it. I'm done. Because I mean, look what I did for the people in Burkina Faso. I can help you too, lady. Right. You have, you're smart for reaching out for my assistance. I just I can't believe she has that little money, all those millions of dollars to fall back on. I mean, shit. It's like chump change just, here. It's crazy. I'm 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 amazed at the Swiss, the greedy sons of bitches. I'm telling you, man. I thought they were neutral. They're supposed to be. Why are they fucking with Egypt? I don't know, man. That's just wrong. It's fucking wrong, man. I mean, I think she needs to email Charlie Sheen. Oh, there's the motherfucker get the shit done right there. Charlie I mean, he Sheen. will make it happen. He's a winner. Winning. And uh, he's a bit of a warlock, and he'll make it happen. Scrap Iron Gadaski, Great Pyramid, the world's biggest butt plug. Yes. Yes. Or world's biggest cocaine distributor. Through that. On I that mean, note. How do you think they built the pyramids? Aliens, How do you man. think people of normal size and stature moved those gigantic rocks in, in the way that they did? Cocaine. They snorted a fucking bunch of good cocaine, and they moved these big rocks that now we call pyramids. The fact of the matter is, the motherfuckers were doing a good job with uh, Stonehenge until they ran out of cocaine, and they said, fuck it, I'm done. We don't know what they were building. That could have been a great archaeological site. You guys they, ran have, out of, they ran out of smack, so you, they, don't, they didn't finish it. You guys have no idea how similar this sounds to Trey's unabridged version of Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good stuff. We we taped for an hour and a half and threw the show away. <laughs> I was just going on and on. 
and for JJ to say, "What the fuck?" I, I thought I thought Trey was on something bad. I was like, "We just spent an hour and a half, and I can't use any of this." I said some funny shit during that, though. You have to admit, some of that shit was funny. It was. It was. I was just rambling, waiting for you to go. What in the fuck are you talking about? Or to go, or to laugh, or something. And every once in a while, I'd hear you snicker in the background. That's why I kept going. <laughs> I just want to see how far you take it. Hour and a half later, you're going. still going. I would have kept going. I don't know where I was going. I don't. Know. Maybe <laughs> one day I'll, I'll release that because I did save it. I still have it somewhere. <laughs> I think it's entitled "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. As a matter of fact, but on that note, I think it's time to end the show. Um. Like I think the crowd, the listening audience would probably be like, what the fuck? I guarantee you they'd laugh their ass off. Oh, dude. And I, I can't wait till the next, you know, taboo turkey day. Uh, what was my, what was, that was my, my, my story was the, the uh, birth of Thanksgiving. Yeah, the story of Thanksgiving, yes. The story of how it happened in the first place? Yeah. yeah that, <laughs> that was the one. I don't remember any of it, to be honest with you. But. Maybe you should do a story of Christmas this year for the Craptacular. That'd be awesome. Oh, uh, we got another email. Do we? Apparently. Every time I try to get out, you pull me back in. JJ should have a button to use whenever Trey goes too far. Let's see. I'm looking at my email account unless it went to my spam account. Apparently, that's from Shaman Lemonding Don Guido Hardy. Oh, shit. That means it's going to be a 10 minute email. It went to my spam. All right. Spam this is it. This is, is the spam last email. Spam Lemonding Don Hardy. All right. K Pasa. What up, guys? Just want to say WWE is pissing me right the fuck off. I agree. I don't mind John Cena as champ, but why now? The stupid-ass feud with The Rock. I don't care. I know a bunch of grown men have hard-ons for the, ro- for the Rock, but I could care less about him. I like Stone Cold better. Randy Orton goes to rule SmackDown. Forget Karma. The biggest diva in the WWE is Randy Orton. Now he rules SmackDown. You think he and Christian will go back and forth or whatever else? Not a chance. SmackDown now has its own John Cena, but it's not going to be Cena. It's someone the Smarks like. Fuck Vince and his five-day fucking title reign bullshit. R-Truth. They turned him heel too. Feud with Rey Mysterio. That's fine. But are you going to put him over? If you don't, what's the reason for all this besides presenting a via for John Morrison's neck injury? John Morrison. I know Jomo is a favorite on the show, but that was some bullshit he pulled on R-Truth. And quite heel-like. That beatdown wasn't real, but if it happened in real life, that motherfucker might have left stanking off somebody's ditch. Why would I cheer for someone who treats his friends like that? I mean, really. The best part of SmackDown is Booker T and Cole. If you don't like Booker on commentary, fuck you. Sin Cara got people to pronounce his name, but who cares? Fuck WWE. Fuck David Bispol. Peace, SNS. I'm out. Shama. Shama, lemma, ding, dong, guido. Hardy. I got to disagree with some of the points there, Shama. I got a little... I, I personally like SmackDown better than Raw, and... I am 100% okay with Randy Orton as the head guy on that show. Because for so long, he's been held back by John Cena. It's always been about John Cena on Raw. Now we got a chance to really do something with Randy Orton. And I like where it's going. I like Christian as much as anybody else out there. And I know that everybody in the IWC melted down when Christian lost the belt. Let's be honest. Let's be real for a second. As much as I like Christian, I respect the guy. I've never seen him as a main event talent. I think he's over like Rover, and I think he's a good hand in the mid-card. I think he's a great Intercontinental Champion. I think he's a great U.S. Champion. I think he's a great guy chasing the belt. And maybe even having a short title run would be something for him. I just don't see him as the World Heavyweight Champion or the WWE Champion. 
Vince has never seen him as anything more than a mid-card guy, which is a shame because he was over like Rover in Madison Square Garden with Vince. I don't know what it is about Christian that, that bothers me. I don't know if it's just he looks dorky in his tights. I, I don't know. Just, he's, a, he's, a, he's a creepy little bastard. There's just something about him that I just don't understand. I think he's fantastic. He's great a creepy promos, little bastard that calls me Trevor. Great promos, great in-ring work. But if you, in the draft, moved over Randy Orton, who's the star of the show, why would you put the belt on Christian? The only reason that was done was because they already drafted Alberto Del Rio to Raw. And they needed and they to figure to out a way to, way to get it. the belt back on SmackDown. It's the only reason. And I, like I said, I know people are upset over Christian losing the belt. And, you know, it didn't bother me. It didn't affect me. I, I mean, from Christian's standpoint, it, it kind of sucks. I'd be a little upset. If I'm Edge, I'd be a little upset. But at the end of the day, it's a business decision. Randy Orton is the draw on SmackDown, whether we like it or not. They I personally think it's figure fun. out what it would take for Christian to break the glass seal. Well, we already figured out how Cody Rhodes would do it. According to Bronx. Uh, okay. Let's be honest. You want to know what Christian needs to do to break that glass ceiling? Stick a needle in his arm and fucking start doing steroids. And put about 100 pounds of fucking muscle on. Yeah. That's, it. that's his biggest... I mean, that's the thing that holds him back more than anything. He's a small guy. You're going to tell me that Christian is a guy that can beat the likes of the great Khali. He's a guy that can beat the likes of Mark Henry. He's just too small to be a world heavyweight champion. Now, before you go on about... Oh, well, what about Rey Mysterio? I was never for putting the belt on Rey Mysterio, ever. What about CM Punk? Here we go with the Shawn Michaels comparison again. Holy fuck. Shawn I mean, Michaels wasn't a big guy. No, but Shawn carried himself like he was a big guy. You can't compare Christian to Shawn Michaels. I'm sorry. You can't. Apples and oranges. Now, I could see Christian as a world champion as a heel, doing a similar gimmick to what The Miz does. I'm pretty sure that Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart were both bigger than, than Christian. They were, much bigger. Christian probably weighs about 215. Bret Hart, at his heaviest, weighed about 240. Shawn Michaels probably weighed somewhere around 230. 30 pounds is a major difference. It is. Bullshit, JJ. No one's too small to be a world champion. Well, does that mean Hornswoggle's big enough to be the world champion? Oh, here we fucking go. Sorry, Rantables. I don't agree with that. Look, professional That's why it's wrestling. called a heavyweight. Professional wrestling is, is is about a look and about something that you have. Now, while I will say Christian does have the talent and he has the charisma, he doesn't have the look that they want. That's why guys like Tyler Rex get a push, even though he's not nearly as gifted in the ring or on a microphone. It's because he has a look. Wrestling is about a look. You have to have a certain physique, a certain amount of talent to get where you are. Guys that have been big in the past, like Batista, that didn't have that much talent, have been pushed to the main event. Unfortunately, whether you like it or not, it's about size. And Christian Miz doesn't fit the quota. Story altogether. Well, the Miz is so over with the fucking crowd as far as his heel persona, and he's great in the ring, and Vince just took a liking to him. And I, he's a slave to the WWE office. And I think he's earned his spot. And he didn't leave Vince in the hype of his career to go wrestle for another company so i mean there's a lot of factors to look at the bottom line is while it sucks for christian that he didn't get a long run at least he can say i, I was the world champion and one day he's got an asterisk <laughs> i was the world champion and maybe one day he will and for you that thought it was cold that i said he needs to do steroids i mean how else are you going to bulk up christian needs needs a little bit of size i'm not trying to be harsh just it's the way professional wrestling is you know take it for what it is but again i'm all for Randy Orton being the world champ, and I'm all for him being the 
main attraction on the SmackDown brand. I think that if you give him that opportunity, he's going to take it to that next level. Leave Randy Orton's beard alone. It's what ties the room together. I mean, I think Christian could be a much more believable heel than guys like Kali and Mark Henry chasing Randy Orton. I think that we've already seen the so the, the, the seeds being sown for Christian turning heel and having a got, feud with Orton. I got news for you. Mark Henry's going to be involved in the Orton shit. Oh, I know he long. is. I know he is. He's next in line. So give it a chance, man. Just give it a chance, man. And as Anthony yeah. says, that's JJ's opinion, and that's that. And that's the bottom line because JJ said so. That's right. It's my opinion. You don't have to like it. You don't have to agree with it. But, you know. Let's wrap this shit up so I can play some Black Ops. I've worked for a couple wrestling companies. I know how their minds work. Just saying. You heard it here first. I got to go help this bitch in Egypt rescue her money from the Swiss. All right. hold Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Mac Daddy in chat says, JJ, if you were offered a spot on the roster and asked to try to get bigger, would you do steroids? Do you not yes. think that half the guys on that roster have done that? Go back and look at the landscape in 2002, 2003, 2004, and tell me of a couple of guys who weren't on steroids. Go back when the dicks were in there. Go back when uh, Lance Cade was there before Trevor Murdoch. Go back and look at every guy that was in that company that wasn't a fucking bodybuilder. Go back to the 80s and tell me how many guys weren't on steroids. Guys like Ravishing Recruit, The Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage. Hulk Hogan. Did Tell me steroids. I'm wrong, please. Hulk Hogan didn't do steroids. He was too weak. You're eating your vitamins and saying your prayers. Hogan's admitted he's taken steroids before. Savage has been mad enough to admit it. Say your prayers, eat your vitamins, and stick a needle in your butt. Just saying. But on that note, that's it for tonight. We're done. Yeah, yeah. I'm sticking a fork and tray, and he's done. I'm done, dude. I'm all out of this shit. Yeah. I gotta go save this bitch in Egypt. Yeah, go save this bitch in Egypt. On that note, stay tuned to the other programming here on the network. Tomorrow night, the Causecast, 10.30 Eastern, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time. <laughs> Wednesday, the Pro Wrestling Rewind. Hopefully it won't be a train wreck like it was last week. And we got that new segment debuting tomorrow night from Beyond the Bell. Yes, that's going to be on uh, available for you guys tomorrow, as will be the, uh, the archive for the SNS show from last night. That, I hear, was a fucking great show. I heard that, too. I heard it had its moments. I heard that, you know, the guy that did a lot of talking that really did his TNA really did a good job. He fucking smoked it. Okay, Barry Horowitz, keep patting yourself on the back there. Him and that fucking, uh, uh, what's his name? Who the fuck was internet name? Exactly. Friday, I'll be back with another episode of <clears throat> Unplugged. And I should be back this time, so it'll be my show again. Oh, I don't get to host? No, nope, no. Nope. You might join me in the gaming segment if you want. but uh, All right. Well, no, probably not this week. As you're talking about a game, I won't have. That's true. Uh, well, I won't have it either, so Sean's going to be talking about it. All right. But uh, Saturday we'll be debuting Nim's new podcast, What Would Fans Do? So check that out on Saturday. And Sunday we're back with uh, Over the Limit, WWE pay-per-view. So packed week on the network. Packed week. Yes, it is. There's a show every day but Thursday as of right now. Oh, We'll see what happens. Isn't it weird how that happens? Yes. You've been saving Thursdays for me for a year now. Telling you, man, do the podcast. Do it. Do it. I'll think about it. That way you get people off your back. They want the doghouse. I'll think about it. Apparently, I've given Rantables the new uh, topic to write for his column. Good. 
Tear me to shreds. I do have time that night because I get off work at 11 that night. I don't go back till 10 o'clock the next day in the, in the evening. So. Well, do it. And Concept needs some help. In the Nick Department. So on that note, stay tuned to all the programming here this week on the SNS Radio Network, the only network I know that's growing substantially and taking over the world. He wants to some booty. Some booty. So let's kick, it over. let's kick it over to JSK to take us out of here. And uh, Trey and I will see you again next week right here. Yes. Same bat time, same bat channel, same batty co-hosts. Now before we leave, got to let these crazy bastards know that I'm responsible tonight for your song of the night. I heard this this week, and it's been stuck in my head, and I got it today, and I wanted to play it for Song of the Night just because I like it. So kiss my ass if you don't. There you go. There you go. And on that note, JSK, take us out of here. We are out of here, brothers. Cool. With that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, peace, 420, kiss my ass. Good night, white people. I'm out.
back swerving like I'm George Jones Smoke rolling out the window And ice cold beer sitting in the console Memory lane up in the headlights It's got me reminiscing on them good times I'm turning off a real life drive And that's right, I'm hitting easy street on my wrestling and or entertainment companies and exclusive to the SNS Radio Network. And come to somebody in the thing of the bathroom. Hello?